everyone, welcome to episode 584 of Conversation Street, the Coronation Street podcast. <laughs> With me. What's Gemma. the pause as well? Is that dramatic? Just me, that was just me, like my brain's going, hang on, you're talking too quickly for me. <laughs> Friday night, hang on a minute, what are we doing here? Yeah, you're, you're, um, you're Gemma. Yeah, I'm Gemma. And I'm Michael. And we're doing episodes broadcast in the UK between the 10th and the 14th of July, episodes 100, no, no 11,001 no. <laughs> and 11 to 11,006. Yeah, and I thought it was quite a good week this week, so I'm looking forward to having a bit of a chat about it. Now, I nearly forgot last week's interview in the opening bit of the podcast, so I'm going to plug that straight away. Dan Brocklebank, Billy Mayhew, and a bit of a chin wag with him this week, didn't I? Mm. Very, no, yeah. I, I did, did, I did, it's true. Your wet fringe. I, yeah, I, it's, it's a it's rainy, rainy day. You're yes. not going to hear Gemma complaining about the yes. temperature oh, today. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. It's like, it's pretty torrential at the moment. I it's... love it. It's nice and cool. I can eat normal food. Rather than what? Like salads. <laughs> <laughs> and do have to water the garden? Food. That's a definitely good point. And but... it sometimes means that we can't go to the allotment because it's raining. No, That's I'm the best sorry, but you're me. going tomorrow with me. Am I? Of course you are. But what if it's really rainy? Then oh. you'll just have anyway, to... Anyway, anyway, I was talking about my Dan interview. Oh. Yeah, I've got to mention that. What do you mean? Daniel oh. Brockleblank, he's, he's, grown his, he's grown his own veggies. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he probably listening to this. Going, hope everybody yeah. has listened to that and watched that, because it's very lovely. It's just us talking for an hour about um, the current M&D storyline and just general, general Billy-ish stuff. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's... Go, go and check it out if you haven't done yet. Um, but apart from that, I think it's been a fairly... It's a double bill, isn't normal it? ...normal week it, Double big, it's a double, double bill because you've also interviewed the MND. Um, what's his, what's oh, yes, name? Chris James as well from Chris the MND James. Association. Yeah, he spoke to me as well for a quarter of an hour. Motor well, so. Neurone Disease yeah, we did, we did have talking a about one. a charity and that how they fun. work with Coronation Street on this issues based storyline. So that was really good. And thank you to them for reaching out to us to, um, to, to arrange that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, anything else been going on in your life this week? How's your shoulder doing this really week? It really hurts still. There's something I've wrong with Gemma's do... shoulder. She well, needs... I know what's wrong with it. You know I know what's wrong with it. <laughs> I just didn't know whether you wanted I to say to what's do, wrong um... with it. What's it it's called? got funny shoulders physio. of these. I need to do my physio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we'll see what we can do today. But that's we? not nothing to do with uh, what we've got to do now. Have you got anything to say? No, no, not really. Fantastic. No right, birthdays to talk about. We'll do a quiz. Now, look, we've had a couple of people, a couple of comments, I mean, saying, no quiz, don't like the quiz, don't want to do the quiz. But, I'm going to say, like the quiz, I appreciate Gemma and Gemma I only do it because Michael makes me do it. I, I, I hate it as well. I don't, no, I don't boring. make you do the quiz. I just say, have you done the quiz? It's boring. The I idea, it's, boring. it's not boring, it's it just really extra. Is. Look, if we didn't do the quiz, what would you contribute to this podcast? There's nothing, which is brilliant. <laughs> it's more relaxing for me. I say, if you don't want to do the quiz, then you can click ahead because you, you can I go, can't do that. You can't do you that. Said if but I don't want to do the no, quiz. No, no, no. If people listening don't want to listen to the quiz bit, then they can click there on the chapters. chapters on yeah. our podcast and just get straight to the street talking goodness. But you might miss some amazing birthdays. If there's like other people, you know, maybe you can write right. and tell us. No one cares Literally. about us. Oh, Stop saying what nobody cares about. <laughs> you say that you don't care about something and you say, well, obviously everyone agrees with me, Gemma, the person of only one incorrect opinion. People might care about this. I would love the quiz. And I'm sure that there's at least a couple of other listeners that would also like it. So um, you've done something a bit different for this. Sorry if I have to rein you in every now and then, Mr. Nerd2023, for the last 40 years running. (laughs) I was always just building up to this monumental year of nerdiness. Yes. 
Yes. Perhaps we should start the whole thing again. No, no, I'm living this. I think this is a good episode so far. This is amazing. This is from one of the things I bought you. I don't know why I bought you this, because you're an ungrateful (laughs) arsehole. What is it? It's a book called The Coronation Street, question mark, quiz book, TV quiz books, based on the Granada television series, Test Your Knowledge of TV's Most Popular Show, 850 Searching Questions on the Street by Graham Kay, which I think is too long of a title. So this is, this is an unofficial quiz book, isn't it? It well, costs it one ninety nine. Oh, okay. It's when Granada was it published? Logo. When was it published? Just so we get an idea well, about when we're going to be getting questions from here. It might tip you off too much. Uh, it was, the text is um, copyrighted to 1990. 1990. Okay, so we're looking into the first 30 years of Coronation Street here. So I'll, I'll, I'll cast my brain back. And, and uh, any particular topic of quiz questions you've gone for today? This is called Find the Surnames. Right. Okay. Yes. Are you ready to answer the questions? I am. 15 questions. And I know that's too many for people that hate the quiz. I haven't got any pen and paper to write down my score. Is there anything down there? Got a pen. Horrible. I'm not horrible. I'm lovely. <laughs> right, um, okay, go on. That's oh, right. I'll write it down on my phone. You got a paper? Thank you. Right. We'll give you the Christian names of these famous street characters and actors. You supply the surname. Okay, that sounds good. Question one. A barmaid called Elizabeth Teresa. Well, straight away I can think of three Elizabeths that have been barmaids there. Which one, Teresa? I'm going to say Gilroy Lynch. Yes, yes, correct. Number two, a fat man, which is all one word. <laughs> fat man? A fat man. A fat man. Called George Edward. Oh, George, a fat George. Well. This isn't looking into the future, is it? Into George Shuttleworth. I don't know. <laughs> no offence. Um... I don't know. Who's that? That would be Eddie Yates. Oh, okay, okay, fine. Okay, right. Number three, a shopkeeper called Alfred Sidney. Roberts. Alf Roberts. Number four, a rogue called Raymond Anthony. Ray Langton. Yeah. A brawler named Leonard Franklin. <laughs> brawler, brawler. Um, Len Fairclough. Yep. Uh, a housewife called Deirdre Ann. Ooh, Barlow. Yeah, Deirdre Barlow. Number seven, a teenage actress called Sally Ann. <laughs> oh, so there's actually... Um, I said at the beginning... There's actors in this as well, are there? A teenage actress called Sally Ann Matthews, of oh, course. Oh, bless her. Oh, bless her little cotton socks, her little gym socks. <laughs> little teenage actress, Sally Ann Matthews. Eight, a baby called Sarah Louise. Uh, Platt. No, hang on a minute. Number eight is Tilsley. Oh, come on. I'm giving myself a mark for that. No. I'm sorry, but Graham Case is Half a mark. Number nine. date wrong. A comic actor called William Cleworth. Cleworth. Oh, a comic actor. Um, So so this is an actor. Yeah, wow. Well done. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's not who I'm thinking. No, I might do. I just can't remember what his name is. Um... (laughs) <laughs> it's fairly I'm not going to give you any clues it's not Bill Tarmy is it and it's definitely not William Roach I think it's I think it's the guy that played Percy Sugden but his name's gone out of my head is he a Bill I don't what's the name. answer I don't know is the answer the answer number nine is Bill Tarmy oh what I did say his name number ten a buxom barmaid often addressed by Annie Walker as Elizabeth um that's that's Betty Turpin. It is. She's yeah. a buxom barmaid. <laughs> Eleven. 
A famous writer... Buxom Betty, that's what they called her. Famous what? Writer? <laughs> a famous writer whose real name is Anthony McVeigh Simpson. I... That's interesting. Oh, is it? Is it? It's not a writer, Tony Warren. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that all this time. There we go. The Simpsons. That should be the Cornish Institute should be called the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve, a toothy plump lady called Marion. This is very. Can I say, <laughs> Graham? Graham, this is, is she personal. not a fat woman? <laughs> this is personal. It's too <laughs> personal. Uh, Marion Yates. Uh, Marion Willis, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, her name was Elsie, and she came before Elsie Tanner. Elsie Lappin. Yep. Uh, right, we're on the last two. 14. His name was Walter, and he cleaned windows in 1963. Walter Potts. Yeah. And the final one, a shocking snob who much preferred her Sunday name, Anne. Annie Walker. What's a Sunday name? <laughs> Is that what know. God called you? <laughs> when you go to church, like, all right, Annie, thanks for coming by today. No, Hope Anne. you brought some money for the collection. Anne. Oh, well, there we go. oh, I didn't do too badly on that. How can you not like those quizzes? They're fantastic. Can I just give you a quiz on something? Um, I'll just make this up because I saw something on Corripedia's Twitter this week. Um, what was the name of a character who started 40 years ago this week? So that is July 1983. Um, who is more commonly known by <laughs> his, his nickname. Yeah, his yeah. first name is a nickname. Yeah, whatever. Related to his hair. Curly Watts. Yeah, well done. There you go. Oh, I thought it was... Did it? Okay. Did I, it? I, I, I misunderstood which hair it was referring to. Aunt Quiz is fun, everybody. Right. Uh, that was really fun. We had a great time. I really enjoyed I, I arguing with my husband. <sighs> Should we do street talk? I know. I thought, haven't you got our birthdays? Oh, yeah, I've got birthdays. Do you want them? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be like that about it. <laughs> this is this is what people listen to the podcast for, to find out whose birthdays are coming up. 15th of July, Derek Griffith, who played Freddie Smith and Jill Halfpenny, played Rebecca Hopkins. 16th of July, Wendy Jane Walker, who is Susan Barlow II, and Samantha Seeger, who is Jodie Morton, and Katie McGlynn, who plays played Sinead Tinker. Happy birthday. 17th of July, Jane Hazelgrove, who played two characters. Yes, she did. Who were called... Bernie Winter and... and gosh, what was the other one? Um, uh, thingy, thingy Clayton. Sue. Sue. Sue, yeah. Sue, yeah. Matthew Crompton, who played Dan Mason. 18th of July, Dickon Ashworth, who played Jeff Horton and writer Paul Cornell. 19th of July, Angela Griffin, who played Fiona Middleton. Then 20th of July, producer and director Richard Doubleday and Patricia Cutts, who was For Blanche Hunt the first. Dana Davies, who played Norma Ford. Terrible haircut. 21st of July, <laughs> Molly Sugden, who played Nellie Harvey. Chris Bisson, who played Vikram Desai. And Jessica Barden, who played Kaylee Morton. Is that That's the most amount of, of birthdays we've ever had? That is the massive birthday week. Oh, it's going to run out of money this day. Well, birthday, you know, I say reuse the birthday banners. And make them share a cake. Yeah, and, and don't bother giving anything to the dead ones. No, <laughs> saves money. <laughs> let's, let's do street talk. <laughs> okay, so on to street talk then. And um, yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was an all right week this week, as I was saying earlier. It did decline in quality a little bit by in this, on today's episode, did you think? Well, I know you thought <laughs> that. Yeah, okay. Yes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about wine a little bit then. What? What? What are I you doing? Get a 
I still thought you thought you left me. I I'm thought that was going. it. Gemma's got up from the seat. She's back. Okay. Um. Right. So storylines for this week. I've got some pretty dodgy titles, Gemma. I've shared some of these either. with you already, but not all of them. Um. Right. Let's start. We're going to start off with the with the toy and spider story because they do get headlines <laughs> this week. I haven't got anything to do with the kidnap. I couldn't think of anything. But there is an engagement this week, so we could call the storyline Spider Wed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. Spider Yeah. Or or I've got the Bride of Spider. The bride, the bride of a, spider. No, the bride of spider. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One All of right. those two. I did. The, I. I just. I was. I was walking into. It, I did. That we could call it our kidnapped. To because Toya Leon's sister was kidnapped. Okay, so we'll go with some one of the other ones. Oh. The Damon child we got next. And uh, next one. I mean, it's just hashtag bring back Henry <laughs> storyline, isn't it? Because the campaign bring starts here. Bring I mean. back Henry. Do you think if we say and ask nicely, do you think he will come back? Do you think it's like um? Look, what? It's like. Uh, Father Christmas and the only reason he exists is that everyone believes him <laughs> I'm not I don't want I, I don't, I don't want to uh, spec, uh, okay we'll get to that we will get to Henry next um, Tim and Jerry like Tom and Jerry like Tom you and Jerry but there weeks. is Tim and Jerry you in the storyline no, it's not very good one. there's an Hardy storyline that started as well and uh, we saw Ryan go off to see his mum at last Ryan F flights to Ireland like Ryanair. Ryanair. Yeah. Told you they were rubbish this week, but at least the, the quality of the chat is going to be bang on, I promise you. Um, would you like to do the Spiderweb storyline or the Damon Child? Which one, which one are you going I'll do Spiderweb. Okay, right. Go on then. So spider what's been happening web. with our Toya and Spider, spider this web. week? Okay. So on Monday, Toya offers to help Carla with Sally's party. Yeah, it's Sally's birthday, isn't it? Sally is... An age. She is an age 28. this week. They all, Sally, so this is, yeah, Sally. There's too many Sallys in this show. There's only one character called Sally. <laughs> this is the character Sally. Yeah. Um, they also talk about the fact that Toya has hardly spent any time with Spider. So sad. And we can all agree with that because they have barely had any screen time We've together. hardly spent any time with Spider recently, I can tell you that. Leanne says, look, why don't you, why don't you guys have a nice romantic evening in? I'm going to go off and you can um, put something, do something romantic, which surely we all know involves... Veggie lasagna. Veggie lasagna. <laughs> Is so, that what you were thinking? Of course I was. <laughs> what else could it be? Right, so... Web slinging. Mm. At the state, so spot. Don't forget, spiders an undercover policeman. Don't forget, everybody is crazy this as comes it sounds. In really, in, this it's is true. Quite an important part and, of and, what and happens and this week. Seemingly based at Weatherfield Police Station. Now, also this week in the detectives' uniform are Craigie. I know. <laughs> I, I, I was caught off guard a little bit by that today when he was there with Swain investigating the kidnap. I was like, why? Why is Craig? I just thought a- he turned up. Oh. Oh yeah, he, isn't it, they have let him be a detective. Yeah, you you let DS Swain do all the proper work, Craig. You just stand there and watch down. on. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, yes. Doesn't know what spider. What do you undercover policemen do between jobs? <laughs> nothing. He just does nothing, doesn't he? He's always busy, but he does nothing. It's just like you. Yeah. No, but the Weatherfield is the crime mm. centre of um of UK isn't it he's, so probably he's probably very going around checking measurements that's what they seem to do and seeing if anyone sells firelighters on Sundays <laughs> so at the station later Spider his boss now we saw this boss he's incredibly tall and they wasted him in this scene because he was sitting down the whole time <laughs> <laughs> his 
spider's boss is telling him that there's a forum Craig post. is also pretty massive. Maybe that's why he they let him on to be a detective. Like, you are you are quite tall, Craigie. Go on then. Go yeah, on. We don't have a hefty man. Also, we don't appear to have any other male detectives in this. It's just yeah. McKinnon, Swain, Abney. So for, for sexual equality, you know, gender. Yeah, we need a bit of testosterone on the on yeah. course. Sorry, Spider. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't fuck remember. Right. Um, okay, so apparently the main job of uh, Weatherfield cops are going on white supremacist forums. I guess not posting, just reading the posts. <laughs> um, he, the Spider's boss says, we saw a forum post that's got a picture of you and it's got the word rat written on it, which is dumb because your name's Spider. Yeah, wrong animal. Idiot. We think it's Griff's gang because they're crapper animals. <laughs> <laughs> the, the boss says that this new job's come up and a new, with a new identity that's going to take you a long way away from, from Griff and his mate. So you, you need to take this for your own safety. Mm. But when Spider comes home, he's immediately distracted by a slinky Toya and a sexy oh, nighty. Yeah, she's all sexy. She's had a week, hasn't she, Toya, this week? First of all, she's sexy. I think, well, at the end of the week, she's tied up with a gag in her mouth. I don't know. Maybe there was a bit of that going on once we the episode know. had finished on we Monday. We don't know. Don't but um, he says, blimey. Well, they can get anywhere. Leanne comes home with Sam. I don't understand. He's off. He's sick. He's sick off school seemingly all week. at the bistro. Sam, literally, this is... You know, last week it was penultimate week of term. I'm sure you can make it in there. It's just load of parties and He's stuff. He's just watching the latest Disney film. <laughs> so, well, he is in secondary school now, at least. Maybe they do proper work. I don't, there, remember, I don't, I don't remember. So, it's so a drama at the bistro. Ryan's quit. Sam's sick. Can you lay look after him, please? And they don't really have any choice. But they also have a scene where Toya's made chocolate covered strawberries, which I guess are vegan. It's vegan chocolate. And they're frozen, and it's just gone. It's gone terribly, and so yeah, like I mean, like you said, if you move away from the the classic of veggie lasagna, then you're just you, setting yourself up for disappointment. Exactly, really, aren't she you? knows the veggie lasagna works every time. Why would frozen she... chocolate strawberries really be that bad? Sounds terrible. It's, it's not like a um, what's it called sorbet. No, I don't like the sound of it. Maybe <laughs> if they spoke, maybe if they stay frozen, but if they fro- have been frozen and they start defrosting, they go a bit <laughs> mank, don't they? Strawberries shouldn't crunch, they should smush, says Deirdre. <laughs> Launches one in the face. <laughs> so um, Toya says, you've written a romantic clamping break, which um, clamping sounds like exactly that sort of thing that Toya and Spider would do. Yeah, they're going to go off on holiday. Clamping is probably where you go <laughs> to a field and take soil samples for the local oh, council. Clamping is because they're, uh, the, they're down on... Um, Traffic wardens in Weatherfield at the moment, and the police have to, please have to step into their shoes. A romantic clamping like nobody, break. everyone's leaving the public the sector street. at the moment because nobody's getting the pay rise that they want. So sorry, Spider. <laughs> you you and Craig to go down the, down the canal front and see if anyone's part of their car. Also, look out for the pusher. Yes. Right, Spider. A glamping break. Glamping. Yes. Spider is not committal about this. And then Sam comes in. Sam's just been an absolute pain in the bum all this week. I know, he's just been in and out, in and out of the lounge in his astronaut jumper going, oh, I'm sick, oh, I'm bored. I know. Entertain me. Listen, I know that that Toya wants a child and she's been through lots of pain and suffering, but I bet right for this week she was thinking for a while, like... That's a lucky escape there. God, it's not my kid. (laughs) Just get rid of him. Right, so, um, Sam can't sleep. And he wants to watch Ghostbusters, which fair enough, good choice. Yeah. And uh, apart from that rude bit where Dan Aykroyd, um, you know, 
That's bit. Really fair. The bit where Dan Aykroyd, under the desk, the ghost comes. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? that? But Sam, Sam doesn't even know Sam what's going get, on there. Don't, that. don't tell him. Don't tell him. Spider jumps his chance uh, to watch this film, because he's pervert, obviously. <laughs> Later on, Toyo and Spider have fallen asleep. Leanne comes home, and... Um, everyone goes to bed uh, but Toya and Leanne speak and Toya says I'm worried about this was Spider just not got any commitment to me Does he, is he really are we really on the same page as each other um, I don't know where our relationship is I killed a man to be with him and it's not working out and Leanne says don't worry keep working at it so they end up at the Rovers do uh, Spider and Toya and she says are you really into me and do you want to get a place with me? Uh, I don't want to live with my sister forever. I want a proper relationship. She's like, I've got a job. Now I need a flat. I've got a job with my sister now at last after six months of unemployment. And now she... I can afford to buy somewhere to live. Yeah, that's all you need. Just a part-time job working in a bar. And immediately you've got enough money to move into central Manchester. <laughs> so she says, um, what a proper relationship with you. I want to move in with you. And he says, yes, I would love to move in with you. But wait, how does that fit into his plan to uh, take another job mm. and avoid being murdered by white supremacists? Yeah. Don't know. Find out. Maybe they could just get a fancy apartment somewhere with like a concierge who won't let white supremacists <laughs> in. <laughs> on Wednesday, Spider is still in a hurry to get to work when Toya starts banging on about, oh, we could move here or there or whatever. And um, If you're a white supremacist and you're not allowed in somewhere, is it called being whitelisted? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, I'll let you carry on after All that right. terrible uh, interruption. Do you, do you enjoy your tea? Just having a slurp of tea, yeah. So Toya comes home and finds Leanne there because Sam's off sick again and Toya's found this letter. She's just up in arms, isn't she? She's been snooping about. She's found a letter and it's one of Spider's bank statements and he's got a lot more money than he said he had. So what's going on? I'm and we still Spider don't find hasn't out. Gone paperless, to be honest. I don't think how many rainforests have been chopped down to send him his letters in the post every week, month. Exactly. Now, this is interesting because we never find out what's going on here, do we? Or do we? He's been saving up money. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So why is he even lying to me about how much money he's got? Also very strange that, that Spider is actually... Um, a, conf- a romantic conformist, as we find out later. <laughs> so she's looking on the on the computer, um, and he's been looking at all these places to live, but they're all down south. Why would you want to live there? Well, it's also the fact that it's near his uh, his ex, isn't it? It's near where Layla's living. Yeah, so she's suspicious about this, and Spider walks in on this uh, as she's having a rant to to Leanne. So Leanne like leaves them alone. And she says, look, sorry I snooped, but what the hell are you doing? You've been emailing your ex, you've got all this money, you've been looking stuff up to go live down south. And she, he says, no, I've been trying to speed up the divorce, that's why I've been contacting her. And as for the reason why I've got so much money, it's because I bought an engagement ring, or I'm going to buy one, or I have one, or something. No, yeah, he was, he was been, he's been checking out his bank statements. He's been, he's been saving up for one. Yeah, he has the, got one because he gets down on one knee. He says, I would like you to marry me. And then look, Toya's like, hang on, no, no, no. There's an Argus advert. Let's wait. And then uh, after the break, Toya's still not so just yet. She's still hedging her bets. But she's very suspicious because she's saying, well, he, well, it doesn't explain the houses, does it? And he says, look, I have been offered a job down there for a few months. And she's annoyed he's not mentioned this and even more so when she kind of realises that this job, he's already accepted it. And he says, look, I was going to turn it down, 
but someone's threatening me and I don't know who it is, but we think it might be a far right group. No, no, at this point, they don't think it's a far right group. Oh, we don't They kind of go back and I don't, I, don't, I don't think it particularly matters at the end of the but day, but they go back and forth during the week about yeah. is it or is it not a far right group? Yeah. I, I'm not really fussed about who it is. Um, it's just a random woman in the end of the day, isn't it? Toya tells is talking to Leanne about it later, and um, I think Toya's like, I, I don't know if I can cope with this because I, if if he does go down south, I don't know, I might worry about it, and I don't know whether he's going to be carried on being targeted. This could go on for ages. Yeah, she's just finding. Well, she she's already been living with a secret undercover policeman for the best part of six plus months or so, and. Mm-hmm finding it quite draining and, and concerning. And, you know, he could be off wherever and getting up to all sorts he of dangerous even, business. My my problem with this is that when Spider was in this white supremacist group undercover, he didn't make any effort to dress any differently than he normally does. And now he's not in it. He's still wearing the same outfits. He's just wearing, like, pippy clothes with a beaded necklace. Why doesn't he try, like, wearing a suit or, like, brushing his hair or something? Would that be your main concern if you were Toya in this instance? No, I'd be like, you're not even making an effort to go undetected here. <laughs> you know, plenty of women could, like, change their appearance and, like, be a chameleon or, you know, do something cool with their makeup or, like, have their hair differently or something. He's just like, oh, yeah. I'm not even going to change my voice. <laughs> I'd love to see Spider put on an accent for yeah, a sting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's look at um, the, the most amazing con man that the, the street has ever seen. Dude. Oh, yeah. Dude. He, he would be an excellent undercover policeman. Why? Except, well, because he can fit in anywhere, oh. can't he? Except the um, his boss would be like, so, have you... Have you done any research have you found anything out yeah i i went in to the the um the hideout and i booted the man the main one in the face and i i stamped him to death and now i'm in charge and we're doing a uh, a drugs thing are you sure um <laughs> no i got a job at the local <laughs> what's it called sea life center <laughs> oh jude oh jude we miss you jude okay so spider finds Toya in the bistro and he wants to know does she want to marry him and she says I always used to think of myself as adventurous but now I she, honestly she was yeah I know long term you know short, short term watchers of Coronation Street might not believe this but Toya she she had the thirst for adventure for, in, in her early days in her youth didn't she she was you know she right... was a very different person yeah she, and, you know she used to be a criminal but she, she does recognise as well she's a criminal now Murderer. Oh yeah, she is. She yeah. she does admit that she has settled down a little bit since, and she just wants to I have want a, to settle a down. nice quiet life. I want to have matching mugs in the in the cupboard and get a a, a flat in Ancoats. And Spider says, "I want to get a flat in Ancoats. <laughs> We're the same. We think alike." He says, "I love your veggie lasagna and frozen strawberries with vegan chocolate on the top." Um, look. She says, "I'll take, I'll, I'll risk, I'll risk living with you. Yeah, I would, would like to marry you. Hooray! Everyone's hooray." So on Friday, there's a celebration at Nicola Gatt's. They all have orange juice. That's a really weirdly large amount of orange juice each. There's like two liters of orange juice flowing <laughs> around that place. Simon's there as well. Um, they're well, all. I mean, that's the biggest. Um... Yeah, That's how there? you know it's a big celebration. Yeah. Simon's been invited along for his, what, third appearance of the year, I'm going to say. And what family would you, name would you give this group? 
this motley team here. It's a bit of everything, really, isn't it? I would probably say Tilsley Battersby. <laughs> I don't know. The Habib Battersby Tilsley. Yeah. What's I'm, that? Blakeman. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's everything. I'm, I'd say I'm gonna say Tilsley. Leanne has been Tilsley once. Um. So. Yeah. So Sam's there. Simon's there. Nick, Leanne, and Toya, and Spider. They're all having a celebration. <laughs> Tamest drink possible. They're all, they're all off the booze, aren't they? Mm. Even Sam's giving it up. <laughs> <laughs> so Spider then gets a message, and he's like being all shady to meet somebody at Fresh Goes. Yeah, well, this is the this is the the, the dodgy people, the people yeah. that have got the rat photo. They send him a message saying, "You're in trouble now." Oh, that was something. Well, they just say, "Come and meet me in the Fresh Goes car park." And then he calls his boss a lot. They've made direct contact. So he goes to Freshgo's and his colleagues are staking it out nearby to to see who who's going to turn up, but nobody does. Meanwhile, Toya's in the flat with Sam and Leanne, and then a lady turns up and she says, "Hello, I'm to- I'm Spider's ex." And Toya's like, "Oh, are you Layla?" The woman's like, "That's my name for sure. <laughs> I need to talk to you." Toya basically throughout the course of this feeds the lady all the information she but needs. Like I didn't think it'd be this easy, Toya. We do find out that she knew some of this already. She knew some else. of it, but there was there were definitely two or three things where Toya tells her something that she needs to know. Yeah, well, see, this is why if you meet an ex of your of your significant other, you, this is why you start trash talking them immediately to find out just to check they're not a white supremacist hmm. masquerading as that your ex, your um husband to these ex like say stuff like isn't it annoying when he eats a strawberry frozen strawberry covered in chocolate but he leaves so much of the flesh on the strawberry yes thank husk. you thank you we also had strawberries today didn't we and, and Gemma made note of the uh, fact every that time, I left an awful no, lot you of do straw this every time. left on the and stalk. when you eat an, when you eat an apple you're like you like you think you're the bloody king of England. You leave like three inches of. <laughs> Is that what you like king nibble. of England does? Oh, I'm too posh to eat the the core of the apple. I, nobody who eats the core of an you apple. You don't get anywhere near it. It's like you're scared of being poisoned. You're not going to die of arsenic from I, eating near the I apple. I do core. eat. I do leave a lot of apple. But... You leave like an inch. Easily an inch and a half, I'd say, of apple. I just feel proud of myself that I'm eating fruit. No, it's like, I've done it now. Like I've, I've done I've done one lap of the apples outside. Yeah. <laughs> Get me my chocolate bar. Yeah, you're terrible. Yeah, she should have. They should, Toya should have just said. So what about Toya Spider's intimate birthmark? Eh? eh? Yeah. What about his tattoo on his bum? Yeah. What, does it, what got, does it say again? Remind it, me. It was when he was joining that white supremacist group, and it says Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Toya is not at all suspicious as she of this. No, why Very would she be? Why would lady. you be? You wouldn't be. So, um, so yeah, so the Toya's like, do you, are you here to talk about divorce? And she says, yes. Yes, yes, the divorce, yes, exactly. Yes, I want to divorce him. And Sam comes out and the woman's like, oh, well, Spider never said you had a kid. And Toya's like, it's not my kid. Look how lame he is. <laughs> um, so Leanne sees Spider in the precinct. And they're just dicking about. But they should be more worried because she's there with this woman that is actually not really... Hang on a minute, who's where? Leanne and Spider are in the precinct. Yeah, yeah. And she tells... She says, hey, Layla's, your ex is with with, with Toya. You better watch out because I bet they're swapping stories about you. And he says... Talking about your intimate birthmark. And your tattoo. And bum tattoo. And he says... But she's not in the country. And then the answer is, but who is in the flat then? Can you tell that we weren't 
I mean, I'm, I'm going to say worried. I wasn't on the edge of my seat I'll about this, I'll be surprised if anything bad happens. I'll be very surprised. <laughs> Nothing bad's going to happen to Toya. She'll be fine. I want to know what tap Leanne was buying in that um, pawnbroker's she was walking <laughs> around next to. Anyway, so who this ex that spied... It's so not here, this, I'm confused. It's not Layla. This is not Layla. No, it's not Layla, but how does he know she's not in the country? Because she lives here. She lives in England. He's been emailing her about the I know, divorce. But, I know, but what's she like? Sorry, can't speak next week. I'm going to be in Costa Rica. Well, no. Oh, yeah, she it's does live business. down south, doesn't it's she? It's only your business where I'm going on holiday. If I'm getting a divorce from you, you can get bent. You're not finding out anything out about me. I guess it's just kind of a handy little fact for Spider to know to, to twig is. that this isn't her. Where do you think she's gone? Fiji. Yeah. Probably. Well, probably gone back down to, where is it, South America to relive the glory protest days. Or, like, to get over a PTSD from when she nearly got killed. Remember that story that we made up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so, um, they know, Spider and Toya know that, no, Leanne knows that she's in danger. So, we see Toya, who is still chatting away with this fake Layla, giving her a cup of tea and everything. It's rude, isn't it? And she's on, Toya's on the phone to Spider, and she's like, oh, hi, oh. Oh, inter- um, yeah, everything's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, right. Okay, right. See you later then. Bye. And then she says to Layla, do you want a cup of tea? And Layla says, I already have a cup of tea. Why would you offer me another cup of tea? What was he saying on the phone? But then it cuts. We don't know what happens next. The next thing we know, Spider and Leanne run into the flat to save... The houseplants. They've all been killed. There's been a murder. <laughs> Broken plant pots all over the ground. Exactly. Blood Poor spider. That's probably, that probably is as bad as finding He's like, oh one. my God. Oh, my plants. My beautiful plants. My babies. I got this one from South America when my <laughs> wife nearly died. Call the call, call 999. There's been a plant-based boss, emergency. Boss, there's oh, been yeah, two murders. As well. So, um, Leanne's panicking. Spider's trying to stay calm, but he's he thinks that it's one of these far-right groups. Look, you just said the fart rights group. <laughs> is that something else? Somebody tells you how to break wind appropriately. Yeah, do not do not do one of those like very longly projected, like high-pitched ones. Is this is that was what Steve McDonald was doing in the Tai Chi group on, yeah, uh, earlier this week? Yeah, we'll do a very week. rich and full-throated, <laughs> triumphant one. Right, anyway. No, it's a far-right group, Far-right right group. So Le- Leanne re- realises that Sam has gone to play chess with Roy. So I didn't really understand. I that. assume that T- Toya realised what was up and she saved Sam before she I'm managed no to let. Her. I know. I would have let him die. So <laughs> I take him instead. <laughs> I'm too. I'm too young. Take he's, him. A, he's survived he's, a kidnapping before. He knows fine. what to do. I've got no clue. He's fine in a van overnight. He, he started following Weatherfield. Yeah, just stick a radio on yeah. for him. It'll be okay. Put, give him his telescope. I tell you what. Playing the shipping forecast. <laughs> I could open up a whole new world for him. Who knows? So, Sam's safe, but nobody knows where Toya is. So, Spider's panicking. He's asking everybody, do you know where Max is? Because it's really important. And meanwhile... Yeah, in... he reckons it, Yeah, he reckons it's related to Max's. Well, I mean, it's he's like, the only other characters in this show who are white supremacists are these three characters. I've got to find them. Hmm. So, meanwhile, in the bistro, which is the most important and best place to have an interview with a child that's just been traumatised, possibly, by a kidnapping, 
Um, Swain is trying to ask Sam about this woman and what does she look like? And Detective Craig Tinker is there on the case. Crack team, not related to the fart right group. Um, everyone is worried about where Toya is. See, um, some things, some, sometimes when people try to fart and they, they follow through and we've got not the right way of doing it. This is what you need to do. Don't, don't clench too tightly, everybody. Don't but, trust it either. Yeah, don't don't think you can get away with a silent no. one because that's just asking for problems. It is. So, finally, Spider remembers to go outside to the front of the studios, which is sometimes used for Highfield Prison, and he finds that Lauren and Max are there having just met up with her dad. Which I guess is in a different storyline. That is a different storyline. So, um... Are you enjoying that? Max, yeah. Max says, um... I don't know what you're talking about. And then Lauren says... I don't know why this isn't in the story in the storyline. Because this is part of the thing. It's a mixture. Lauren's like, it's oh... It's a mixture. Do you, know, uh, do you know what I think's happened here? There was a woman come along and she was like, Do you know Toya? And I said, don't, no, not really. And, and she says, but I'm from a far right group. And I said, oh, in that case, here's a... No, she's no. pretending to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. And um, I told her everything. Yeah, she Lauren's trying to get Sorry. justice for her dad. And the journalist said to her, look, if if you tell me some info about Spider and him being an undercover cop and everything, then maybe I'll be able to, to, to pull some strings and get your dad a reduced sentence. And Lauren's like, sings like a canary. Sings like Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Spider's like, oh, no, I think it was that white supremacist group. Goes back to the flat and says, it's someone from my past who's taken her. I don't understand whether this is a white supremacist or just someone that he knows who's just an annoying cow. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it really matters. No, it doesn't really. That's the thing. It's like, I so anyway, we also cut to Toya, who's just in the back of a van. She's gagged. She's tied up. She's kicking the side of the van. People are rude. They're, well, I mean, the bloke, there was a bloke walking down the road listening to our podcast, so he didn't hear her banging on the side of the van. So sorry about that, Toya, but <laughs> we are incredibly popular. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she's... Uh, you wouldn't understand. No, you wouldn't get it. So um, she's crying. Uh, she can't... Nobody's listening to her. And it's not that much different from her normal life. <laughs> So it's more intense in the van. The lady opens the back of the van and she takes Toy's gag off for some reason so <laughs> that Toy can scream in her face. So she can say there's no... Yeah, she literally gives her the opportunity to scream yeah. just so she can say, there's no point screaming, my darling. Nobody will ever hear you. <laughs> and then puts the gag back on and says, you're going to be here for a while and then closes the van up. So now Toy is stuck in the van. No toilet, no drink, no radio. Yeah, at least it's... Sam had a bit of entertainment when he was kidnapped. She's Toya can make her own entertainment, can't she? She's all right. What do you think she's going to be doing in there now? She's got, she's got to wait till Monday. She's just, this may be all of these months that she hasn't been in the show as preparation for there. Just like... Training her up. Just shut down like a robot, power down and go... Toya, powering off. Um, so, I thought... I just thought the kidnapping was a little bit naff today. Um, I think we part... didn't get to see her being being screwed away, did we? No, and I Here's get my... that... right. I, okay, sorry, but I want to know how did she get Toya from inside the flat to the van? Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. 
Do you think she's like, don't, you better come with me or I'll kill Sam, probably. And Toy was like, okay. Like, there must have been a pretty b- b- big struggle there because there was yeah, that's a point. blood all over the floor. Yeah, so how- so however, she, however she did it, and she clearly, you know, only dripped on the floor of the flat because there weren't blood stains yeah. that, that Spider was slipping over as he was racing up there. Yeah, that's but, a good yes, point. So, so, some- so she bled all over the floor. There was a struggle. And then somehow this woman managed to tie her up and compose her... To the, to the extent that Toya was willing to get into a van tied up with this woman to mm. drive her off. When she knows she's smart enough. This is why she was trying to escape the whole time. She's not just meekly letting her get away with it, is she? No. So she would, I think she would have fought and screamed and stuff because she, she's bright enough to know that it's not a good idea. I mean, the whole family's been kidnapped at least once now, so they would have told her themselves. There's, there's literally somebody van. of importance, usually related to your storyline, walking up and down the yep. street... At all times, so I don't things. don't really know how she managed to, to get her yeah, there. Yeah. But let, let's just say she did. I I get how they wanted to make it as a they Spider and Leanne get home, and there's a bit of a mystery over what's happened. It wasn't but a mystery, there was it. Cause they it immediately that's said that's the thing. It was a mystery for them, but as a viewer, I do feel a little bit shortchanged that we didn't get to see Toya, you know, trying out a um, what is it she used to do kung fu. I can't, what was it? Remember. Kickboxing Toya used to do back in the teenage hey, yeah, days. Um, I, I I would have liked to have seen a bit of a... Feisty um, fighting. Yeah, feisty fighting in the flat, but but we were shortchanged with that. And so the, the whole the whole kidnap just fell flat for me. Unfortunately, I went into tonight's episode having seen a headline on the front of the TV guys, Toya gets kidnapped. <laughs> Toya gets kidnapped. That was a really good headline. Yeah, um... And so I was like, okay, that that sounds like it could be interesting. I I don't know anything else about it other than Toya gets kidnapped. But I kind of left the episode thinking, that's that's a pretty accurate description of what happened. Toya got kidnapped. I hope that we get not much else. I hope that we get explained how how this happened. I don't I don't think we it's, will. I think it was just a yeah, bit. Yeah, but of, do you not think it's really rare for a woman to kidnap and and another woman? Like and physically force her into a van. I that think it was like... just corner cutting. It felt like to me. But it's it like... feels like a much fairer. F- like I feel like if a woman tried to kidnap me, I think I'd have a go. I think you'd if do a, a good came, job. You... If a man came to kidnap me, I'd be much more scared of having a fight with him. But if a woman came, I'd get really mad and try and pick her eyes out or something. Toya's probably just like, let's just talk about so who your do you problems. Think you are? Have you got? <laughs> have you had something some in some trauma in your life in your life that's led you to this? kidnapping stage I'd say to this woman who do you think you are some kind of feminist that you can do a man's job no go and come back with a man and kidnap me properly (laughs) no I just like I I, so we didn't get to see that I did enjoy the scene of Toya tied up in the van because it was like here's a bit (laughs) here's a bit of action kicking against the side of the I like having a little uh, you know banging I thought that she did a good bit of acting there did I Georgia but but everyone else, and I'm not saying it was bad acting from everyone else, it but I don't know whether distinct... it was the script, was it the direction, was it the writing? It was like kind of a combination of it all. Mm. That like, I mean, spiders rushing around occasionally going, "Oh, have you seen Max? Oh, have you seen Toya? Oh my gosh, Toya's been kidnapped!" But I didn't really feel that there was genuine panic in there. And Leanne's more just like angry at the um, situation. Yeah, Leanne's just like, "This is typical. I'm so <laughs> bloody cross. typical. I'm bloody just hell. looking forward to having a nice weekend." Now this is happening. Bloody kids sick. So, yeah, exactly. Now, now my sister's been kidnapped by a far right organisation. And it was another one of these like um, middle of the day 
dramas, so there wasn't any like shady lighting or anything that made it feel. There, no, there was when we saw Toya in the back of the van, and that to me was the most atmospheric bit because yeah. she was in the dark. But everything else was, you know, bright May sunshine or whatever it was that they filmed. This. Do you think that was the teenage wasteland they they filmed? It there? felt like it was probably fairly close to the Coronation Street Studios where they were at the end. There, I'm going to say. Yeah, there was definitely. Um, yeah, when she was when they were parked alongside of the road, and that guy was listening to our podcast. That was near the studios as well. Mm. Um, I When Spider was on the phone to his boss, that was right down the road from there as well. <laughs> it was all very, very local, wasn't it? Also, I just want to say, like, um, Sam, obviously, uh, Judy Alden is a fantastic actor. But when he was sitting, I don't know what they told him to react like, but when he was sitting, being interviewed by D.S. Swain about where what happened and who did he see, he just seemed so chill. Did they not tell him she'd been kidnapped or something? He's mm. like, yeah, I was playing chess with Roy. It's like, sorry, this isn't Cluedo. You're not having, you don't give it an alibi. <laughs> you want to know what, what you saw? He didn't seem worried. He wasn't going, oh, what happened to Auntie Toya? Is she going to be all right? No, there was just, Nobody there was just none of that. And like you said, the only and person it's... who really did seem to care was Leanne, who just seemed like, you know, another day in my life. Spider was more like acting like he thought, if he doesn't look like he cares, then Everyone's he's going to look like him. a bad fiance. He's, yeah, like, yeah. he's like going, oh my God, have you seen Toya? Because she's got a very slender finger and I haven't got a receipt for that ring. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to find another woman like her. Oh God. What did you What did you think of the whole um, engagement thing on Monday? Did you know that was coming? Because I, right. I didn't know that the proposal was coming. So I thought it was very, when he when he got the ring out, I was like, oh, excited. But I, I'm really, really struggling to invest in any of it because I have got it dead set in my head Me too. that this is a spider exit storyline yep, and I, I have agree. absolutely got no facts or information no, I've not read any spoilers I've not seen even the slightest hint anywhere no. that he's leaving no because he was you know he even went to the the summer yeah yeah he was at this curry summer party which we'll talk about later so he, he's you know he was still there maybe but yeah, th- and I don't know whether it's just a case of me being worried because I really like Spider. I think I I just love his retro charms. And love it, Spider, I love Toya, I love them together. I do as yeah. well. And but when his contract has come around, and when there's a story of, I mean, he's literally been offered a job down south yeah, that he has accepted. <laughs> So unless he yeah. turns around and says, "Oh no, actually, I, I think really, I'm going to stay here," I think it's obvious what's going. Like he's going to next week. He's going to rescue her. It's literally going to be and Monday. Then, yeah. Toya's going to be rescued. She's like, "Oh, this is too much drama no, for me." No, no, I think he, she's going to say, "I don't care. I do anything. I've lost one man, not that long ago." <laughs> don't ask questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't lose someone else, and he'll go, "No, Toya." I have to let you go. I can't risk this happening to you again. And also, Leanne's just giving me evils. <laughs> I can't go. Yeah, I honestly think I he's going to be the one that ditches her and says it's for her own good because he can't bear to have this possibly happen again. Oh, I'm too dangerous, me. I can't. I can't <laughs> risk it. Give, one, me, give one, me my ring back. <laughs> yeah. What well, one way or the other, it just feels like Monday could be his last episode, and I am really, really sad about it with no proof whatsoever. And please prove me wrong. And I never, I don't often get this. Um, but anyway, I guess there's not too long to find out about also, it. So can I can't I be invested in this engagement. Which obviously, if I had, if I was like, if I knew for sure. 
you know, he's been just like, he's on a five year contract. I'm like, brilliant, Spider and Toru like getting married. I love ago. it. Because. Or six months ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it happened then. I, I don't mean, as, you know, a long time Curry watcher who really found Spider and Toya's courtship incredibly sweet back in the late 90s, starting off with you know, Toya's obsession with him, he wasn't that interested, and then, you know, a couple of years went by and eventually he was like, oh, actually, Toya, you are pretty hot. I really, really love Toya and Spider, so the thought of them being wed, lovely. I just, I just can't, I can't invest at the moment, sadly, well, and, and I'll feel that I've been cheated if I, if I do. One thing I like about this storyline is that we genuinely do not know what's going to happen, so it can speculate really freely about what we think is going to happen. Like, quite often, well, not quite often, but sometimes we might, like, know we've heard so-and-so's leaving, their contract's running out, or we have some kind of information about where the story might be going, right? Mm. Sometimes we do, and we could, so we, do, we don't say some things that we might have guessed about. Mm. Whereas this one, we just don't. I generally don't have any clue. No, I. But the 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 way that it's been built up so far, and on it's not that exciting. It feels like to me it's going to be. Oh, they're driving past. Oh, look, there's a van. What's that? Can I hear Toya coming? You know, I. I, I'd hope that it's exciting and maybe she cuts herself free and nuts the woman and then makes yeah, a mad dash her. for it or something like that. I'd, I'd love there to be some kind of action, but I'm, I'm not holding out much hope. You know, I think it's going to be over and done with pretty quickly and then there's just going to be lots of other stories going on on Monday when really character getting kidnapped should by far be the A story. And I think it was the A story today, I suppose, but no, I, I don't have... Toya... The, the woman that opens, fake Layla opens the back of the van and Toya like nuts her yeah. and then and her blood sprays in Toya's face and she licks her lips and goes, I haven't tasted blood for 15 years but I can get used to it. <laughs> yeah. And starts kicking her. <laughs> I'd love it, I'd love it. Or the they other... find, they the reason they find Toya is because the van's in Teenage Wasteland and it's rocking slowly side by side and she's just singing like Take That songs or something. Mm. To herself. With a gag. Is that a take that? I don't know. Is it a boy it's a boy band? Yeah. Um I the the other another problem, and I'm just laying on problems with this at the moment, is that I don't know whether the wider audience is gonna necessarily care that Toya's been kidnapped. I mean, we're fairly chill about it and we're big Toya fans, and I know that she's not necessarily the most popular of characters with the with the Cory viewers, so I can imagine a lot of people are probably watching today going, So what? Toya's well, been kidnapped. That's rude. I'm not, I'm, it's true though, isn't it? It's I'm frustrated true. because she's Toy's got so much potential. Mm. George is such a fantastic actress. Yeah, but you know she did great acting. I thought she'd really been kidnapped. I thought I thought, I thought she was amazing. Mm -hmm. If if Spider and, does and those strawberries, mm. I believe that they were terrible. <laughs> if Spider does go at the end of this, what would what your kind of yeah, what's your overall reflections on his comeback? Was it worth it? Was it worth I'm making sure. him a police officer? I'm baff I'm honestly find it perhaps the most baffling return since Stephen came back as a serial killer. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't see... I, I'm really confused. I, like, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't get the thought process behind bringing him back if you look to at make last him an year's, undercover policeman. If you look at last year's big summer returns, it was a bit weird. Like, yeah, Stephen's back as a serial killer. Spider's back as an undercover yeah. policeman. Wendy Crozier's back as, as an adoption lady or whatever it was. <laughs> Social worker. Social worker. Like, okay. It's like they had a bag, didn't they? They had like like the, or like, yeah. a, like Osborne big book of, boring jobs and they were just flicking through a serial killer what a drag oh right that's not a job either is it but you know what i mean it was like they were doing mad libs going oh yeah steven is serial killer hooray who's next uh, martha oh she's still an actress that's okay okay, um yeah i i i I think even if he goes and i think that was a bit of a weird chapter in his life to be honest I'm still glad to have him back. And I'd rather Spider come back with a bit of an odd story that doesn't necessarily suit him than us never see him. Honestly, because I, I, I still, I still filled with joy with the fact that after nearly 20 years away, this character that I've got a lot of affection for, we've seen him. Just very sad that there's been many months where he's barely had anything to do. And after the, the, the extremism story sort of went off with a, with a, with a bang <laughs> oh, uh, in January he's been missing um but yeah I'm 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 happy for it odd that they've not used it as a vehicle for um offing Emily I suppose but yeah what's that about maybe I, that's I for assume, his next return I assume it's out of respect for Eileen Derbyshire I, yeah I honestly don't think that she'll be mentioned again until Eileen Derbyshire yeah but even if even if she even if and when well not if even when that does happen I'm not <laughs> I'm not convinced that it will get mentioned no it won't. i don't think it will get mentioned very for for it a might while, be a bill I'm webster sure. situation you know wait 10 years until afterwards oh, i don't know um so yeah um i i i was also thinking for spider you know i do i do do really like him and toya together but i wasn't necessarily impressed with the way that he was treating toya during the week and being all shifty and no i don't or agreeing hate, yeah. agreeing the job behind her back yeah and i'm thinking what's his priorities yeah the other, the other... I, I, it seems weird that his priorities do seem to lie in his job rather than her. And it, it, it goes against what he used to be, didn't it? You yeah. know, he is now working for the man and he's doing it for a good reason. Yeah, but we've still never had any explanation as to why he's had such a drastic change of heart as a grown man. Like normally that kind of happens when you're, you know, becoming an adult and you, you're... Well, yeah, a bit he... more idealistic as a, as, a, as a sort of younger person, and then something happens. But he was a grown adult who suddenly become a. Complete... Well, he he kind of didn't he say that it was all to do with that protest that he saw in South America, and then know, he but... he wanted to take down people from the inside. It didn't like, make sense. Oh. Anyway, anyway, the other thing I I'm a you know we're we're jumping ahead to loads of conclusions here, which we've been proven wrong before about stuff. I'd I really love to be really wrong. want to prove but wrong. But if this, at the end of this. Do. You know, Toya gets rescued and Spider's like, can't stay, got to go, and leaves the show. It's going to leave Toya alone again, adrift, yeah. with no storyline No storyline. Very little in terms of, you know, friends, colleagues. She's got no Leanne. No boyfriends on the horizon. And I wouldn't want her to anyway, because I just want her to... I wanted to sit down with a nice man and get a good job. Yeah, I, I don't need... Or yeah. do something... Yeah. I, I, I want her to be happy... But I don't need another story of her romancing again. So I, it's I a bit to of a catch-22 situation. Honestly, I think she'd be great having... Like I said, 
age I've said this for ages a juice bar like they had in London why don't they just do that let them have a juice bar well she nearly had the Rovers back earlier on this week didn't she didn't oh. when Daisy said Toya you're very sensible you look after the Rovers a bit and Toya's so like much. actually yeah. I used to run Toya this never place said anything. she said. I've been like excuse me you leave me behind that bar when you come back you won't be able to move for wasabi peas <laughs> I've, I've run this place before. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, it was a lot more bustling back then yeah, because it was pre-COVID. Yeah, we had more panners and it was before you were even born. <laughs> Get out of the way. Um, so I am, I'm interested in finding out what happens on Monday because literally I don't know. I really hope to be proven wrong, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not as on the edge of my seat as I should be in any kidnap no. story, let alone one that involves some of my favourite characters. So mm-hmm. something's not quite gone This right is like here. if you give me some cake. If you give me a piece of cake, I'll go, okay, all right, that's nice of you. I don't look, think about it. I wasn't interested in it. I didn't want any, and I won't think about it anymore after this. But as it's here, I shall enjoy it. Mm, mm. You know? Well, we'll see. We'll see. We might be proven wrong on all counts on Monday. Well, There's I mean, only a few days it was still fun. It was still fun. It was just like you oh, said. Was, yeah, but it was, and it was, was, there was bizarre lack of We've been asking for the them characters. to appear on screen and now they have. They're on the front page of one of the magazines Yay! at least for this week. And this is what we get. So this is our monkey poor wish here. Um, right. So on to the Damon Child story. And I, oh, it's still a... not completely confirmed, no, but I think this great. is an absolute... This was a, even appropriate storyline title for this now. Oh yeah, yeah. But this, <laughs> the way they played this was even better than I, than you. Well, you kind of predicted it, but the way they played it was even better than that. I thought. Yeah, I'm really pleased with myself that what's gone yeah, on here job. matches my prediction that I just came. Are you, I'm terrible at predictions. I know I've just been saying this is what I think is going to happen with the spider stuff, but I, my predictions are almost always wrong, or I just don't have the imagination to come up with a decent soapy twist for something. So a couple of weeks ago, when I said to you, "Oh, maybe she's going to tell." Adam, it's uh, actually his, but actually it's Damon's. And then it's come true. Well, kind of come true. Well, tell me what happened. So, um, Peter has starts the week coming back from wherever it is. He's been, I, I still, do you remember where he's come from? I, I don't he know. He was swimming with orchids. Oh. Anyway, um, and Nick um, sees a headline on the calling boy outside the cabin saying, local gangster killed by hitman. Um, and hitman? Hit, hitman. 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 Not like a fat man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and Paul's got a paper and says, oh, Nick, they've not released the name yet of who it is, and Nick's very anxious. So this started off a quite nice mystery on Monday's episode, didn't it? Like a who's been killed. And I wasn't and in any, you know, I wasn't scared at all. Well, not scared, I don't quite like it, actually. I wasn't under the impression that it was Damon that had been killed here. I, I knew it wasn't. But having this little plot that was worked into different stories and a bit of a mystery running through the episode, I found it quite interesting and quite a good way of tackling the, the story. So, nice one, Corey. Nick is worried about this. So he thinks that well, Adam's been and sent Damon away to his doom, basically. Yeah, so Nick knows Adam arranged for one of Damon's nefarious colleagues to spirit him away somewhere. Yeah. Or no, Damon ran away because he knew that this yeah, guy he knew was that Niall was coming after cause, him. Because Adam they? told him that he had dobbed him in. So, yeah. so and Nick and Adam both know this. So yeah. Nick goes and shows Adam about this. Yeah, and says, look, look, the blood, his blood is going to be on your hands. He's my business partner, yeah. actually, and also a fellow human being. So I blame you. And if he's this, if he if it's Damon. He's a bloody business genius. He's like. 
the Weatherfield version of all the dragons. We have we, we have bistro late night licensing to thank. Or we got Damon to thank for if that. If he dies, if he dies, Adam, who is going to run the pop up? Yeah, the pop up bistro food, food truck. <laughs> not me. I'm not doing any work. You know what I do? I just walk around looking stressed out. That's my that's my tip. If you want to at work, you want to get away with not doing anything, just walk around looking stressed, and nobody will ask you to do anything ever again. That's how I get Leanne to do it all. So, oh, speaking of work, back at the factory, we only got Sarah and Owen, and to, and Michael's doing some kind of Zen pre power meeting meditation sesh thing, which is kind of this funny. Is what um, Stephen gave him because Stephen's very good with his power. He Fair is, enough, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 Michael is Stephen's prodigy, isn't he? Yeah. So he probably just wants to be like the great Aww. Stephen Reed. Um. So Owen says, "Look, Sarah, I, I need your I need your help, your expert business skills to pitch this this new idea that you've got <laughs> oh, really? to my boss later." And she's oh, really? like, "Well, me really? Oh, well, like, okay, Sarah, you are you are amazing. You're so good at doing the business pitches." You are, you sound like you know what you're talking about. I need you to do this and I want you to wear that top you're on, you got on now with the cleavage. <laughs> yeah, so Cause she. Because apparently his um, boss is obviously a gay lady because I've just remembered it's a lady. It is, it's a, it's a yeah. Joanna Lumley alike, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So she comes around later, anyway, we'll come Business to that. Business Lumley. So Adam goes around to see Nick again later. He's been to the police station in his, you know, in his role of lawyer, but they can't confirm who the body is. Um, they have a little bit of a whisper about what Nick's going to say to the police if it is Damon if they come round. And Nick says, look, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if they ask me, I'm going to have to tell them that you chased him away with a with a hitman on his tail because I don't want to get in trouble. No. I want to see a, I want to see a little scene between Nick and Adam where Adam says, look, Nick, what? how are you going to react when they tell you that it's Damon? And Nick's like, <gasps> no, hang on. <gasps> hang on, hang on. What? Nick no, would, Nick, Nick's is a scrunched up face kind of, what? Damon. Adam says, look, Nick, no. please, you got to keep stum about this. And Nick's like, well, I'm like, fine, whatever. But it's all going to come out eventually. Come out. I, I know how things work around this place. Yeah. <gasps> so Sarah's doing a pitch later to Joanna Lumley lookalike. And it's for a new range of maternity wear. And this is still for nipper snapper, isn't it? Because Owen has taken himself away from the factory side so of things, but they're still you. doing nipper nick snapper stuff at the factory. Oh, I don't know. The whole concept but, of nipper snapper was that it was a children's clothing company <laughs> that sold slogans where the adult and the child had matching slogans that were a bit cheeky and, t and, and funny. Mm. So so what is this then? What is the, How are they going to incorporate that concept to the maternity wear? Is it going to be like, you know, here's a dress and on the bump it's sort of, hope it's not a white supremacist or, or something? I think we need Sarah like, Lou here on the podcast to sell it because um, she's apparently done a really good job and Business Lumley thinks it's amazing. My Michael's daddy just, of course, is question mark. Yeah, this is all Michael's business so there's going to be more cash coming in for him. Sarah's proud of how well she's done this and the lady like, is so yeah. bowled over by yeah. the expert delivery from that's right sarah, sarah louise yeah. she she may look as thick as two short planks but she actually she's act very good at delivering like a sales short. pitch she's thick as two short planks the lady's <laughs> like you are fantastic you're a business genius i need you to come to america with me bring that top 
We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else could possibly sell this maternity wear, which is literally just plain old. It's literally clothes with a lady. Clothes. It's literally just a lady wearing dresses, but she's got a big stomach. Yeah. And the woman's like, I'm I'm just so I'm so mad about this because I wish I'd had this when I was pregnant. <laughs> Are you sure? Um, so <laughs> she she Sarah has been invited to, to, to America for this and she thinks is marvellous. No, don't go. And and so Dee Dee finds Sarah Lou in the pub later and says, Oh congrats, I heard the pitch went really, really well. And Sarah says, Yeah, it did, but oh I've been asked to go to America and she she doesn't seem too happy about it because she she I can't she says I can't do it if I'm having a baby, can I? Yeah, you can. Um They they apparently they, they have that in America too. What? Pregnant women. What? Yeah. Maybe she's just worried about going on the flight if she's got a baby. She's like, how am I supposed to go on a plane? Are pregnant plane? women not allowed to on flights? Is that still a thing? I think the last three months. Oh, well, there we go. She's like, how am I supposed to go on a plane to America without boozing up? She's obviously worried about the fact that if this baby turns out to be Damon's, Adam could well um, split. So she'd be left um, looking after the kid herself. So, but she says, look, if I knew that Adam was definitely supporting me... Maybe then, but I don't even know if he's if he wants this baby. You, so it, then this is this is very is. much like a, as this was going on on Monday. I was like, okay, this is working towards my prediction very very nicely. She wants to go to America, and it's gonna mm. give her even more reason to tell Adam that this baby is his no matter what. But she's dumb here because she's being told that she's a business genius and great at pitching. Why would she think she needs Adam to support her if she's going to America to sell maternity clothes? Well, I think I, I think that she wants to maybe leave this baby at home with Adam while she goes swan and off to the States. I wouldn't leave a microwaved burrito with Adam, let alone a baby. I don't know how he would look after her, considering no. the amount of work that he apparently does, but anyway. I don't, I don't think he even would know which one's which. He'd <laughs> soon find out. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Sarah goes home and tells Adam about it, but not the travel offer. I think at the end of the week, he's still is he still in the dark about that? Maybe? I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. So she goes out to the bedroom, and then he starts snooping around on her phone because he's mega paranoid about this whole... Well, he's also thinking, has she had a message from Damon? Because then he will be alive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's wondering. So she catches him at it and wants to know what's going on, and he's like, okay... Cards on the table, done something bad here. He tells her everything about chasing Damon away the other week and also the fact that this body has turned up and, oh, Sarah's pretty mad about this. Mostly because Adam setting Niall on Damon is proof that he doesn't trust her. Because if he thought that she would, you know, could could live without dropping her jaws for him again, then there'd be no need for this. But, yeah, so... What's wrong with playing old revenge? Later, later... Well, quite... Later on, um, Sarah comes into the room again. She's all upset. Drama. She's bleeding. Oh. From from the pant area. No. Um, something's not right with the baby. And this was a this was a, a maybe slightly unnecessary break time drama, but it did give them the opportunity to get to the maternity ward. Turns out everything's okay. Just normal bleeding. Um, and then they see that they see the fetus on the screen, don't they? They do the scan, and there it is. And the sonographer says, "Oh well, you know, he just wanted to give mummy and daddy a fright." And Adam is just a bit too overwhelmed by the whole of this. He's been <laughs> called daddy by the sonographer. He's looking at this kid that he so wants to be his, but it could, you know, there's a very, very good chance that it's actually <laughs> Damon's here. So he goes and sits out in the corridor and <laughs> the has a bit of a stress. Like, 
Oh, look at this beautiful bait. Do you want to know? Do you want to know if he's Scottish or English? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see a kilt. You're all right, love. <laughs> um, so Sarah finds um, Adam outside the room and he says, oh, I want this baby to be mine. What if it's not? Really overwhelmed. Oh, so, oh I, I felt, I did this feel bad terrible. for Adam. I feel bad for Adam throughout the whole of the storyline and he is being so understanding and <laughs> so reasonable. His wife of what, two years, three years? <laughs> So Max has had an affair. His soulmate. Has had a, a, a number of bonking sessions with the local gangster. Terrible. And he's taken her back. Terrible. And she's still making life so, so difficult for him. What a cow. I know. She should, she should. I felt bad for her because she was scared that, you know. I do feel... I do feel bad for her in a way, but I am also still thinking you kind of brought this on yourself, Sarah. <gasps> you can't say she that. She did. She clearly brought it on. Yes, he <laughs> maybe seduced her, but she was she was twisting her curls just as much to well, him, wasn't Adam she? I shouldn't have worked so much. Mm-hmm. Let's stop. We're not going back there again. You know that's not that's not an excuse. <laughs> so um, back at home, Nick tells Adam. Oh, the name's been released. Not Damon. Hurrah, it's in the clear. Cut to like another family we've never seen before and never will see again, sobbing on the sofa somewhere because yeah. they found out that their father and and uh, husband was the, the victim here. Yeah. Nobody thinks of them, do they? It's probably some kind of mafia, Weatherfield mafia family, and they're going, oh, Don Giovanni. <laughs> They're gone before you, his time. That That's my think? mafia name. Is that what you think? Don Giovanni. Mancuni, Italian Mancunians. Maybe, like. maybe this is uh, Isabella's family. Maybe she's got um, mafia links, and that's how they're going to bring her back. Probably now she's true. done her tour of the, we- the the Northern Riviera. Lovely. I mean, I say that now, and I had forgotten about her. She was going on what two, three week tour she'll about two or three weeks ago. Yeah. So I'm thinking we Do might. Do you think she'll come back? We might see Isabella next week. Do you think she'll come back just thrilled with the beautiful vistas of Northern England? I'm not so sure. Especially given the weather that we've had. It doesn't had compare to where she comes from, is it? In the last few weeks, it's not really <laughs> been a good selling point, has it? For it's a, not, it's not. For a, for a Mediterranean visitor, uh, no. Anyway, so, not Damon. He's still alive somewhere. Um, you, you're in the clear, Adam. So, um, towards the end of the episode, Sarah settles down with Adam on the sofa and let's talk about how all this drama has put things into perspective and she really wants to have this baby for sure now. But I really, really need these results. And Adam says, look, I know the baby's mine. I saw it, I felt it, I looked on the screen, and I just got that, ooh, bonding feeling with it. And Sarah says, yeah, but but what if it's not? What if the results come back and it's Damon's? Does that matter? And she's, like, really hoping that he's going to say, oh, I said it doesn't matter, I'll, I'll be able to keep it. Yeah, he's a cute wee body thing. But he's like, well, you know, we'll just have to rethink. And she gets a bit overwhelmed and goes to the shop. I so, know it's terrible though. This poor woman, she's she's looking at the possibility of having to choose between her baby and her husband. And I know it's yes, but how bad I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine how awful she must feel to sit there with this the man that you're supposed to love and trust. Like I know she's broken the trust herself, but he's there going basically saying. Um, pick yeah. you're gonna have to pick yeah but he's not saying it coldly like he's desperate 
for yeah, they both it want to be this baby to be. And this is why this is why I'm actually really still very much invested in this storyline. This is line. such a different way of doing this. Who's the daddy story? I don't. Yeah. No, it is, and it's a couple that I didn't really care about no. before. They've done a really good job of making them feel like a proper family. Yeah. Making me want them to stay together. I want the baby to be Adams. Yeah. But I don't think it is. And that's great as well because I'm thinking there is definitely drama down the line with that whenever it comes out. So, yeah, <laughs> they've done something really, really right here with yeah, this story. Well done. Well yeah, well done. Sorry. Um, so, Dee Dee finds Sarah on, um, on yeah, Martin's bench in the uh, Victoria yeah. Gardens later. And she can see that she's upset. Well, she knows Dara's... that Sarah is. She didn't she, she get told that she was bleeding and now Sarah's crying, so obviously she thinks something terrible has happened. Yeah, yeah. Sarah says, Look, the baby's fine, it's okay. I just don't know what to do if I find out that the baby's Damon's. I can't hurt Adam anymore. And Dee Dee says, Look, girl, you need to think of yourself. What do you want? I want my baby, says Sarah. But if the results say it's Damon's, I'm gonna have to choose. How am I supposed <sighs> to do that? I know, oh. this is great. Great drama. It's lovely to see her agonising. I know, sorry, that was really insensitive of me. The thing but is, she was though, great. next time some hunky guy comes and flutters his abs at her or whatever it is that men are supposed to do, I haven't worked <laughs> that one out yet, is she going to do an... Is she going to think, no, this time I'm can. married to Adam, I think I won't. No, no she'll be doing I mean, it again. Say, I can do it this time because I know this time I will not have a baby. I remember the whole... Remember not to have a baby this yeah. time. Remember, yeah. remember Sarah. <laughs> Always having a baby at the worst time, that's me. <laughs> it's true, it is. Last time she was pregnant, the, dad had just, the dad's body was underneath yeah. Gail's annex. She got haunted by her own baby. Yeah. It's just a, and the first time we won't the talk most about the first inconvenient time. moment. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> I just Sarah. had a drama-free pregnancy, Sarah, Sarah. Says Sarah, and God's like, nope. Do you think like she's gonna have this baby, and then eighteen years time, she's like, I know it seems unlikely, but I'm up the stuff again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be Weatherfield's youngest and oldest mother. Eighteen years time, though. To be fair, Sarah Lou's probably still gonna look like she's twenty-one. Yeah. So maybe. Like, you know, surprisingly Maybe all insides enough, are going to be working uh, like a nubile young mother. Miss Barlow, your your body is still that of a twenty one year old. Yeah. Seems like when you when you had your baby the first time, it just stopped the aging process. <laughs> Tiny explanation. <laughs> so Wednesday, this is the day that the paternity test results are coming in, and Sarah tries to get Adam talking about it first thing in the morning, but he's he's just like, no, he's I can't. Like, I've got to eat my Cheerios. The more I, I, if I think about it, then I'm going to start worrying. So I'm going to go off to work to take my mind off it for now. Adam um, is goes off to the lawyer's office. Dee Dee tries to talk to him about him as well. Um, and he he starts to think, oh, hang on a minute, what do you, how much do you know about this? Have you told her that the, uh, sorry, has she told you that the results are coming today? And she's like, yeah, I know about it. I'm, I'm her biggest confidant at the moment. It's, it's my only job on the show, knowing things and yeah, being supportive, yeah. supportive friends to people. Yeah. Um, although I don't know what's gone on with me and Paul and talking about my Christianity, which lasted all of one episode. She's definitely a fair weather Christian there. <gasps> anyway, no. um, she, well, I don't know. Prove me wrong. Um, what are you supposed to do? Spend every every minute once you've told somebody that you're a Christian, just walk, hanging about and going, don't forget about God. Well, you know, she she could have been preachier with Sarah about her morals, couldn't she? She yeah, what when she's sitting on the bench crying, 
and saying, I'm going to have to choose between my husband and my baby. Do you think she was like, I know a Bible passage that would have prevented this whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Don't be a slapper. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, um, Sarah Louise, the parable of the tart and the drug dealer. It's a banger, it really is. <laughs> Little known one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of these... Um, I, I'm From part the book of, of MacLeod. I'm part of one of these L.A. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of these um... <laughs> special ones. Yeah, <laughs> I think it might be a cult. I don't, I don't know, but I had to leave the country. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so um, Sarah, so so Adam's pretty peeved that Dee Dee knows this, but promises that he's fine, and um, he says, he says, look, I just got to concentrate on other cases that I'm working on to take my mind off the baby. Do you have baby. any more boundary disputes? <laughs> no, but the case that he's working on is oh so conveniently about a dad getting access to his child. It's like, come on, you didn't need to make it quite so on the nose it as that bit, one. It? It's like, <laughs> a little unnecessary. We get that he's agonising without this clear um, reminder in his face. So um, Daniel finds Adam in the cafe later and says, oh, how are things going with you? And Adam says, well, you know, we had a bit of a scare yesterday. Sarah's bleeding from her bits, but she's okay. Um, and at that moment, though, you know, we felt really close. But now I can't think of anything other than whose baby this is. Literally, he goes through everybody who's involved in this story and tells, tells them. them oh, I, I, I just really, want really this need to, be to know whether this is my baby or not. So, um, Sarah's in in the pub with Owen later. There's a there's a scene where she she's talking with him about the America deal, but she's getting a bit antsy about the whole thing and scarpers. Um, Adam's in court later pleading the case of this guy who has got this incredibly conveniently placed child-related case. Um, and the guy thinks, yeah, you, you, you almost sound like you, her. Um, in the same situation. In, the, in exactly the same situation as me, but this time with an unborn child. It's, yeah, and Adam's like, oh, well, yeah, that's what you get. You, you pay for when you go for it. Barrels legal services. Do you think the judge is like, yes, whatever you say. Mm. Um, meanwhile. Approved. Meanwhile. So Sarah gets home, and and I think some people missed bits of this. I think some people thought that things happened that didn't. Yeah, so, we we actually watched this, uh, and that yeah. She gets home. She's got some bits of paper, hasn't she? They are in envelopes. She we don't see her open them, no, but these are clearly the pregnancy test results yeah. that have come through the post. And she tries to call Adam, but it goes to voicemail. And I think there she was supposed to be phoning him up to say. They're here, open come and them open them the with me, or, or open, open them, them on the phone in, yeah. or something. But he, he because he's in court, he's, having a, he, he's having a bit of a panic attack in court at this point, isn't he? Um, so she, he, she, can't, she can't do it. Yeah, he's having... The, the, the Coronation Streets, I'm going to be generous and say fortnightly, weird editing, blurry... Camera moment. It's not needed. It's we don't really need everybody to have a panic attack with camera effects. People can have yeah. It it's it is often the panic attacks. It's panic attacks and being told you got a terminal d- disease. Yeah, it happens. That's just asking. But why for... is it happening every? Like you say, it's literally every two weeks, and then yeah. I, the last one was Gemma, wasn't it? This one, they employed a technique that I'm going to say they haven't used before, or very rarely, where the cameras. It's like Sam Sam Robertson was carrying the camera around with him. I, I don't know how Planning. they do it. It's too heavy. Um, it was right in his face as he's walking around the courtroom. So it was kind of interesting in a way, and it did make us think of that Mitchell and Webb sketch, didn't it? With, yeah, um, so did we chicken Caesar. Yes, and that's what the tweet was that we put out yeah. for anyone that didn't get that one. Look it up. Yes, great. Um, 
so anyway, he, he goes and does that silly little scene there. Dee Dee tries to calm him down in the lobby, but he hurries off. She then goes to find Sarah, who goes and does a bit of hurrying of her own to go and find Adam. And uh, he says, look, the baby's weighing on me. I don't need... And she says, don't worry, Adam. You don't... It, it's all sorted. And he's like, oh, have you had... Have you had the baby? Is it my... Have, sorry, have you had the baby? <laughs> Have you had the have you had the test results? Is it mine? Have you got the letter? And she's like They phoned, it's yours. Hooray. Yes, they, they're gonna send the letter. There's a delay with it no. or something. I don't know how long I can string do, this out do, for. Do, 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 the baby's do, yours. Do, do, do. Hooray. And then he's like, brilliant, I'm off to get some celebratory oh. booze. And as he goes out, she gives a classic Sarah Louise worried look. Like, oh, I oh think I've done the wrong thing again. Oh, dear. Um, so Adam sees Daniel ha outside of the shop very conveniently. Adam's, I mean, Daniel this year is just like the side character in so many stories. And he's yeah. like, hello, I, I, I'm going to be a semi-confidant well, he's not to allowed you. his own story because the last time he had one, he pushed someone downstairs. Okay. Um, he's fine, though. Uh, he, he tells Daniel the good news. Daniel's like... Yeah, 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 you sure they you didn't that? get anything really through the that? post? Do they really just phone you up and tell you? I, just, I wouldn't know. No, I think Would they, Daniel know? I would believe this. I would completely believe this. They I would phone. say it's more likely that they you're going to get something up, yeah. on the phone or at least via email. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, Adam says, no, no, they've phoned up. That's all the evidence that I need because he's so desperate yeah. for it to be his. He will believe anything at the moment. And despite the fact that he's a lawyer and, you know, Evidence. evidence is quite an important part of his job and, he's yeah. thinking with his heart here and oh. he doesn't want to consider the he alternative so grasping onto any chance that mm. he can get to stake a claim on this unborn child he's like yeah it's mine he's on cloud number nine it was it was lovely um all the time i was watching it going oh adam it's probably not yours is it um so he brings home this non-alcoholic bubbly they take a swig together it's pretty gross um because of it being an alcoholic champagne, which is probably, I don't know, you should have just got some apple ties. That's what I always have at New Year, isn't it? Lovely don't, stuff. You don't need to drink non-alcoholic beverages. No. So, but uh, it did give them an excuse to go and have a takeaway instead. Mm, so, end of the episode. Sarah's there in Victoria Gardens again. She's got these envelopes still unopened. Was it? Oh, okay, that envelope. Why would they have more than one? Do you think, they've, do you think they give them the, the father and the mother... A separate letter each in case maybe she does exactly what she's about to do. <laughs> so she's got this envelope and she's tearing up and tearing up. I've written... Yeah. Sarah <laughs> I've written tears Sarah up. tears up, but I may well have written tears up in the notes. She she's does. doing a bit of both here. She definitely tears it up, sticks it in the Victoria Garden on the bin, top of the bin. On the top of the bin, like a pregnancy test. And, uh, and that is it. So she so has not opened she, this envelope. So, yeah, my prediction had been that she finds out that it's Damon's, yes. but lies about it. Yes. But she's just not, not wanting to know. This is great. I love this. This is great. This is even better. Let, well, let's come back. There, there wasn't that much that happened on Friday. We'll come back to, uh, to yeah. all this kind of stuff. So Adam's on Friday episode, <laughs> speaking to Daniel about organising a family celebration. He just wants to sing it from the rooftops that he's going to be a dad at last. Um, and Daniel says, well, I think you should probably wait until you got it in writing. And I was like, no, no. I bet it's fine. She wouldn't lie I'm going to be a dad. I know. I'm still convinced. Honestly, I'm still convinced he's going to find out that he's infertile somehow. Um, Adam is... Ooh. No, I've said this before. I've said yeah, this I know, but no, yeah, I know you have, but now, based on this, that would be a different twist on that. Mm. 
Yeah. Go on. Um, so Adam goes to the cafe later. He's feeding Sarah up. Now she's eating for two, one of them's his. Um, and she says, look, I've invited your family over to the Rovers later. Hope you don't mind. And Sarah's like, no way. I've not. She says, I've not even had my scan yet. But obviously the main thing is she is feeling still so guilty about the fact that this baby is potentially not his. She doesn't want to go celebrating it. She just wants to well, she's have also, this baby quietly herself. It, you know, it isn't serious to wait for your eight weeks scan. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, did you see that fetus on on Monday's what? episode? That was that was looking, you know, I don't know. I, I, I saw some people Party. online saying that it looked larger than it should do at this stage in the pregnancy. Why would they but get that I'm, wrong? I'm sure Corey did their homework there. What? They wouldn't do, you wouldn't I don't that. know. So, Platts and the Barlows are in the pub later, minus Sarah and Adam, who turn up late. And um, that, that did offer... I, I, I was a bit down on today's episode, I suppose, but I enjoyed Sarah's sniping at... Um, Tracy's. Oh, sorry, Tracy's sniping at... Uh, who was it? It Everybody. was David, wasn't it? Where she says... Uh, David says, oh, I've got something at home. And Tracy says, oh, what is it? A book about how not to raise a right-wing terrorist. Oh, no, of course you don't have that book. <laughs> and then she reels off another, another list of books. I didn't write any of them down. But that that was a great sort of Tracy bitch moment. I like this moment. because there's so much tension. There's these two, this is kind of like, you don't see this a lot in Corrie that much, really. Two families that don't really have anything to do with each other having to do something with each other. It's normally family groups that are quite tight that you see yeah i mean they, they are family now the aren't Platts they? And the Barlows. The, yeah they, the dynasties have been joined yeah i know but that's marriage. why it's funny because they're like we don't really know you i don't really talk to, i don't really want to talk to you mm. like i've literally had 30 years to talk to you if i wanted to and i didn't so, <laughs> so anyway eventually the uh, that the happy couple arrive and um everyone's like hooray you're having a baby aren't you because well, Tracy you... takes the wind out of their sails a bit. Well, they didn't have yeah. any wind in their sails, but she says, oh, yeah, well done. We know you, baby. Congrats. She's having and... a fart right group. <laughs> and Adam says, well, no. actually, no, it's not. I'm. We're just celebrating because I've had a successful trial. Oh. And that, that goes to show just how Rubbish irregularly <laughs> I've won a case. this happens. I've won a case for the first time in a year. Let's get the whole family celebrating. And they're like, I don't, I don't know whether I believe that. And especially when Daniel comes in saying, here's the new Barlow baby, which I thought was a bit of a silly thing to do. Like, again, if, if he'd well, come he in, in and they thought... hadn't told them yet, if he thought that they were going to announce no. a pregnancy and he didn't give them the opportunity to do it. No, because when he came in, they already had the champagne out. Oh, okay. So he's like, oh, great. Hooray, we all know. You know the news. And so they, Sarah and Adam, then have to admit, yeah, I am pregnant. But everyone's like, this is slightly awkward though, Sarah, isn't it? Because, you know, you have been round the block a little bit. Are you absolutely sure that this is Adam's and not that drug dealer's? Well, Ken's the one that is, uh, nobody wants to say it. And it's Ken, worldly Ken, who is, is the one that asks. The scene was obviously really necessary, but I found it really weirdly acted and scripted. I thought I, I, it didn't, it didn't feel natural to me at all. I just yeah, you said that at the time, didn't you? Actually, I, when we were watching I it, just yeah. thought it was not great, not a great scene, which it could have been. It could have been really quite fun, but it just felt a bit. I like I like artificial. the Tracy bits about the books, but I get I, I yeah I can't quite put my finger on it, but. I, I know just, I, I didn't have as much of a problem weird as you way did, but... that they were they weren't really asked they could have done it in a really funny way or in a really dramatic way asking her who's the father but it just went for just like well who's you the dad Ken. then 
Yeah, and it didn't. It had no. Mm. Anyway, Sarah Sarah doesn't like being asked this because she's obviously feeling quite guilty about it. So she goes home. Um, Adam comes along and is able to persuade her to go back to the pub and say, look, don't worry about what they think. Let's just go and celebrate. We're having a baby. It's going to be great, Mum. It's going to be fine. And so they go to the pub and Adam says, honestly, guys, I'm the dad. We know it. Stop talking about Emma Weiss a slag. Yeah, stop talking about it. And everybody's happy. She's a mother them. now. You can't mention sex again. Yes. So that was that my, story. My question is, why didn't they? The other thing is, why didn't they actually say like, is it just they're just trying to spare Sarah's blushes that they they weren't like, yeah, we weren't sure either, but we've actually done a test. Yeah, maybe. Because as it is, the way they were both, especially because Sarah looks so shady, I wouldn't have believed them. I know, I know. I and know. the other thing here, right, is that Sarah's now set herself up for a bit of an awkward moment here because she now knows that um, Adam is expecting a letter at some point. And she's mm, got no idea... How long idea. can she string this out? Well, she's got no idea what it looks like. She tore, she tore it up. <laughs> That's a really she's going to like, get Michael to like Photoshop up a letter or something, or Dee Dee to help her rope, rope them in. No, she needs to get her Uncle Stephen to get his tracing paper out again, doesn't she? Like he did with Elaine's letter the other and week. Then, and then other moments it goes, it looks like Elaine's written me a letter to tell me who, who I'm the father of my baby. That doesn't make no, any Elaine's sense. written me a letter. She sounds a bit suicidal. And seems like, oh, I swapped the letters Oh, around. no! Everything always goes wrong to me. And Tim's opening the letter going, bloody hell, I found out who Adam's... Adam's yeah. having a kid with Sarah so, I think, you know, this. if I was Adam, I'd be expecting this letter next week. And if I didn't get the letter, I'd be on the phone to the hospital saying... Where's my um, letter? Where's my certificate of I want to frame it. Yeah, my certificate of daddery, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sarah's going to have to somehow Sarah's produce... going to forge this. I just, I can't wait to see what she writes. Like, dear Mr and Mrs Barlow, um, I'm writing to let you know... That Sarah definitely, 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 definitely is having Adam Barlow's for sure baby. No takes backsies. <laughs> Damon, not even in the picture. I don't even know why you asked me. Yeah. Definitely great. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Excellent. Good job. Yeah, I team. think, I, I think, you know, I think it's going to happen. I think she's going to give him some letter. Um... And it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be fairly unremarkable. But it's fine because we're now going into the storyline. I don't need him to suspect at the moment. If we scroll back, if you you were in Sarah Lou's position, and I know this is difficult for you. It wouldn't possibly happen to me. How could you do it? How could you have these results in your hand? Not open them. And not just have a sneaky look. It's like like when we get emailed the Cory synopses two weeks in advance. It's like, oh, I really want to look, but I don't. No, that's not the same at all. It's exactly the same for me. (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. You know what I'm like? Because I have anxiety. So if I don't know something, I get torn up so I would open it immediately I probably would open it so badly that I'd rip it to shreds and we'd better read it the, I, I think possibly the problem here is that the baby could still well be Adam's no I like that, no that's great I think the next twist is going to be that Damon finds out that Sarah's pregnant and comes back and he wants a paternity test and then they say to him no you're not having one because we've already had one and he's like let me see the letter then and then she's like sake. And then she had to he, write he, a fake letter. He can get one. The baby wasn't to see whether it's Damon's or not. The paternity test was to see whether it's Adam's or not, wasn't it? I know, but it can't be both, can it? It's not no, Adam no, exactly. and Damon's baby. What are you saying? No, the, 
he he wants to test his own DNA on this baby. There's no point if it's already been tested on Adam's and it is. What well, are you I, trying to no, say? No, I don't know. But anyway, it would be really cute if it was Adam and Damon's though. <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah, I. I I think I want... Do I want it to what? be Adams or Damon's? To be, to be honest, for the stability of the couple, and, you know, for stable couples are Street. very thin on the ground in Coronation Street, it probably is better if it's um, if it's Adams. Adam's baby. Yeah. But for I the drama, the is it better that so it's great. Damon's? Love it. Um, is it. This is one of these times where I'm thinking, I want this to be a secret for years. You know, sometimes in the, yeah. in the like like Callum under the annex, I wanted that to be you know to be there a decade, and they managed to string it out for a couple of years. I, I'd like this to go on and on and on, and Sarah not knowing, but I, I get a feeling it's going to be you know, possibly before the year's end, or if not this time next year when it's all going to come out about who the dad definitely is. But I'm I'm thinking possibly yeah if for the happy ever after. I don't want Damon to stay on the show, so it's probably better if it's Adams, but there needs to be some part of the story where people think it's Damon's. So maybe... Maybe Adam is going to find out that he's... Can he be just, like, recently infertile? Can he find out that he's infertile? Or that he's got very, very, very low chances of it being his, so we'll all assume that it is definitely Damon's, but then in the end it turns out that it is Adam's. So I don't know. Give ideas for, away for free, Michael. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I just think that the possibilities of this usually run-of-the-mill storyline uh, are very, very exciting. But this, do you know what, though? This, this is kind of a bit like what happens in horror movies now. At the beginning of a horror movie, where they go somewhere and it's like, we have to explain why they don't use their mobile phones to just immediately stop all of this terrible stuff from happening. Mm. Now that there's a pos- now that we know that science can tell us who the father of the, ch- of the baby is, um, we have to have a reason why they can't use that information to solve the mystery. Yeah. And it's just Sarah just throwing mm. it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the other options are things like um, the, the whole... Do, do, could the baby have some inherited disease? Like, is Damon going to come back and he's like, oh, I've got well, such and such like disease. And, um, and then Sarah's going to think... Hmm? Michael and... Um, yeah, Michael and, Michael Rodwell and... and um, Gavin. What's his name? Ga- um, no, Gavin. Yeah, yeah Gavin. Yeah, exactly. Um, or or, or uh, Jim and, uh, and Steve and Amy and, mm. that, and that congenital condition. It would be very convenient, obviously. Maybe it could be Jacob coming back. Because if this baby is Damon's, it means it's a little brother for Jacob, which is quite cool. But maybe he's got some sort of disease. And then Sarah's like, oh, I need to know. I need to actually properly 100% find out. I don't know. There's there's maybe how lots about, that could happen. How about this would please you? Damon dies. Yeah. And he's left a fortune to his only child. But it has to be his child. Yeah. Well, then Sarah's got a reason then to to find out whether it is his kid or not. I think that even if he were to no, fight, then she was to I'm find not being out. Serious, no. am I? No. But can you imagine now how funny that would be? Because then Sarah could use that as a get out of jail free card. She'd be like, Adam, we're just gonna have to pretend that it is Damon's, <laughs> um, just for the money reason. So I've got this forged certificate that says it's actually Damon's, but don't believe it. It's just to get the cash. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm I'm yeah, I'm loving this. Um, I. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Um, I also enjoyed the the the, the discussion about the cold curry. I think just get what happened. Oh, they were just talking about that's that's what David had back at the the house later. Oh, He's terrible. like, I, I'm here waiting around for for my sister to turn up, and I got a lovely cold cur- curry. And then Steve ends up talking about, oh, I love a cold Why curry. Why would you eat cold curry? Because you're a slob. We have reheated curry. You reheat it. You don't eat it cold. Well, Steve does. And that's what gives him problems the, at Tai Chi lessons. Right, anyway, bring back Henry, Gemma. Let's talk this story. Bring back Henry, you say? Yes. Hashtag, hashtag bring, bring back, back Henry. Henry. Tell you what, one thing oh. that I have realised online this week. Yeah. People generally <laughs> what people don't share our conversation street it. approved view that no. henry is an amazing character and you absolutely have to bring him back i've seen i'm surprised a, a surprising Did not we... you know not massive number but a surprising number of people that are saying they don't need to bring henry back who even remembers what henry is so what and then people about? are saying what's going on with henry who was henry and what i've saying? not seen anybody give a full and fair account of Henry Newton's time on the street. It's basically, oh, he was this posh guy that dated Gemma for a joke and then he fell in love with her for real, but she didn't want to know about him and so she slung him out and kicked him to the curb and got him him chased away by gangsters. That is missing out vast swathes of Gemma and Henry's very, very touching and sweet romantic history. And even bring up the uber doobers. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And he was briefly like the landlord. Re- like what people yeah. are mad he was clearly he was a dodgy geezer and he, i loved him I he loved had him. the whole thing about um he was um what's it called uh posh. betrothed to, to be married cressida. To, to cressida the other posh uh lady engaged uh, yeah um and um yeah, it was like an arranged. It seemed like an arranged marriage, didn't Posh it, by the Newtons? That, yeah. um, and he, but he wants to marry Gemma because they're madly in love, and then Chesney's boring. He, yeah, exactly. And he ends up um, conning or trying to con Jenny and Johnny out of some <laughs> yeah. compo money by throwing himself <laughs> oh, yeah, down the Rover's steps. <laughs> and he also was rooting around in Rita's jaws to try oh, and steal money she from loves her. It. And there was all of that. He he was definitely you know a bit of a crim. But he had, I do honestly believe, a good heart under there. Yeah, but Michael, And he did, so suited to Gemma, it was unbelievable. I just want to point out to you that when you're rich enough, you're not actually a criminal when you steal things. It's just the like natural <laughs> order of stuff. Yeah, everything magnetising to you. Yeah. So, and it was because of um, him being a bit dodgy and not... Um, and trying to con Jenny and Johnny, I think that Gemma ended up saying, "Look, let's let's get you away." And from then here. snotty little git face Chesney was the one that arranged for these two posh lads to beat him up and break his clavicle. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole lot more to to Henry's story, and um, I don't know. We need we need to do a little video I'm, or something. I'm shocked because I think people is. need to understand why and how they're wrong. Yeah, um, I I just want to say at this point, lots of people know. <laughs> that we are friends with George Banks, who plays Henry, that I am obviously in contact with him. I was even playing Mario Kart with him yesterday. So, of course, I have asked him, are you coming back? And I'm not saying any more than that, because there is no confirmation yet on the show that he is coming back. Um, there, there is just, you know, you can you can take what you like from what's happened this week on the show. It, there are There have definitely been times in Coronation Street where they've, previewed somebody returning 
with something like this, but there've also been times when they've just brought somebody up and that's it. Yeah. As there is absolutely from a you know, whatever standpoint uh, 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 official uh, there is no confirmation that he's coming back. No. I am not going to say now what he has said to me. So <sighs> Let's remind ourselves, Gemma. So, Keski Sepase in this story. On Monday, Gemma is worried because this social worker is coming, coming, going to come around to investigate her um, because somebody anonymously dobbed her in. And Chesney says, "Don't worry about it. You'll just get you just get told off. It's fine." Chesney's got does not live in this world, does he? I hate him so much. <laughs> you were so mad. I hated him so Especially so Wednesday, you were. Quite livid at Chesney, weren't you? Is this the day when he says... No, Wednesday's the day with the food banks. But oh. Ch Chesney well, was pretty awful. At one point he says, to, he says to her, I see you're stressed out. How can I help? What do you mean, how can I help? You don't help. This is where you live. These children are all yours. One of them isn't mine. There's five kids in here. Not all of them came out of my vagina. Why are you asking me if you can help? Why don't you just look around the house and see what needs doing and do it without asking me to make you a list? What do you think I am? Your manager? You <laughs> stupid, useless piece of crap. <laughs> okay. He wouldn't, he wouldn't he wouldn't last come, a minute. I, I tell you what, if he was married to me, he would be he I, pff, I'd get Stephen to throw him in a bin. That's where he deserves to live in a bin. Right, so anyway. Um <laughs> Beth walks into the cafe and sees Gemma worrying and says, Oh, it's you planning on poisoning any more toddlers today. And Daniel's there as well, and he says, Look, Beth, that's enough. Um and then they accuse Daniel of dobbing um Gemma in, but then Beth reveals it was her. Nobody's This was shocked. the weirdest reveal. Everyone it's just like, assumed it was her anyway. Of course. Who thought it was Daniel that did it when there's horrible Beth? Yeah, Who in. I'm sure You're has had form. But I think she's got, you know, social before, services on uh, on speed dial just to, to dob people in for things because she's just a nasty, vile cow. So of course it was Beth. <laughs> I think we were supposed to be surprised. I don't know. Anyway, if Beth's so wonderful, why isn't she looking after her own kid? Her, her grandkid. Yeah. She should give up her job, shouldn't she, if she's that worried about it. So anyway, the social worker... She slapped a young girl. Phone she slapped a 10-year-old girl, 11-year-old girl, earlier this year. Beth and Beth How and dare Chesney she take the high horse? Are the two worst characters. <laughs> social worker Mandy comes around to see Gemma, and Gemma's recounting what happened, and... With the whole pill-popping She's incident. like, yeah, I was there, I had all the children, no, children here, there, all everywhere. Of Some of them are hanging from the ceiling, I honestly can't keep track of them. Um, and Mandy's like, hang on a minute, what, how many kids did you say you had? She's like, yeah, six, there's six of them. And she says, no, hang on, this is even worse than what you said before. You're only allowed to have one, with well, four children for every adult... Well, obviously, you must have known that when you did your training. And Gemma's like, um, <laughs> what training? I'm not actually a registered child minder. And this, Mandy's like, um, you are screwed here. I don't know what you think you're doing. You're, this is a lot worse than just a kid being on drugs in your, your house. You may be looking at a substantial fine or even worse. I don't know. See, I still, I'm still not convinced that Gemma would get a, pass a DBS check because she has had a I very she dodgy used to past. Be, she used to deal drugs yes. with a gangster in the roughest pub in Weatherfield. I know. And and to her, you know, would Bernie, I don't know what Bernie got up to. She must have done a few criminal things in her time. Absolutely. Paul's been inside. He wouldn't be allowed to come in the house. No. I tell you what, Michael and Daniel, 
possibly the worst fathers on the street. <laughs> just like shipping her, shipping the kids off to, to Gemma just to do her a favour, sling her some cash. She has changed and had um, a, a, a new, a, a rebirth, hasn't she? I don't know but... how this woman has coped a single day with six kids, having to look after six kids. Hans Chesney. <laughs> He's the let, biggest baby Let alone doing it day after day after day, also having to put up or like to, to deal with the fact that her poor brother is dying and having to marry that stupid lunk Chesney. <laughs> so anyway, Gemma goes and sits on the swings in the precinct and uh, Paul finds her and says, I've, I've heard oh, this about this. was a nice scene, wasn't it? I appreciated this scene because... Um, yeah, so she, she doesn't want to talk to him about it because she knows that he's already got enough on his plate. But eventually she relents and tells him what's happened. And she says, oh, I'm really scared. And uh, he gives her a hug and starts giving her advice and saying, and she's saying, look, I should be looking out for you, not you, you helping me. And Paul says, look, don't worry about it. The social worker's going to see that you're trying your best. And there's probably loads, like, she's probably seen way worse than you. Um, do you remember that druggy Yappy, for example? She's pretty bad. <laughs> At least, at least you weren't on the drugs. It was just one of the kids. Yeah. No, I just, I just thought that as a as a brother sister bonding scene, it was lovely. They had a few this week, like some of the um Ada and Ashy, Ada and a- no, was it Ada and Asher stuff was was quite nice as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So he says that I'm really proud of you for trying to overcome your depression, and I thought this was nice too because I think Paul just likes the opportunity, not like in a in a malicious way, but feels happy that he can offer her a comfort and it's not everybody coming to him and yeah he's, he's embarrassed that everybody is you know having to serve him at the moment and he's just feeling like a bit of a taker because he's got no choice but now he's got an opportunity here to to support her which yeah. is you know a, a good change of pace for him i guess yeah well it makes it makes, makes him, him feel, feel like he's not useless yeah. yet good yeah um so Gemma, Gemma calls Mandy back around and she's been galvanised by um, Paul's words and she wants to prove to her, to, to Mandy, that she can do, she can do it. Like she, she's, she's a good person, she's a good child minor, she's a good mum. And Mandy says, look, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter what you say or how sorry you are, I'm going to have to report you. I've got to report this to the early years team. Um, so later on, Chesney's there and he's saying well done for talking to the lady and also for standing up for yourself and you know I could have done more I guess we're a team we should deal with this together <laughs> just just so furious about him in the it's not even like he's a catch this is what I get this is the most annoying thing it's not like it's like well at least at least I'm with Chesney the the world's best amazing most brilliant man no, he's useless and and annoying and boring. Anything more? Um, Wait until Wednesday because he, it gets he, worse. It does get worse on Wednesday. On Wednesday, Gemma's still feeling sad, and then Chesney's like, "Oh, she's downstairs sleeping, right?" He woke up and he's have not even noticed that his wife is not even in bed with him. Skips down the stairs. Oh, you need you shouldn't be sleeping. You stop beating yourself up. He, she, he's tight. She's tidying up. She immediately gets off out of bed, out of the, off the sofa and starts tidying. And he's just standing there going, "You're working too hard. Pick some bloody pants up and fold them, Jesney. You useless <laughs> arsehole." <laughs> so, Jenny says, Gemma has to go for a um, 
a shift in the rovers because now she's got to she's trying to ask Je Je jenny for some more shifts because she's saying i can't be a childminder anymore so i need more money please can i can i do some more work here and jenny's like i'm really sorry we have uh, you might have noticed that no one's coming to the rovers anymore so we don't actually have that much spare cash so mm -hmm. i have to do all the work around here um why don't you ask henry newton because he is doing something that involves you being out of work for him, I guess. Yeah, it, it, is, it is work in pubs. He's still... So he's in... He, we'll know he is like the heir of the Newton and Ridley brewery fortune. And he seems to have got himself in a position of power there where he's employing people. Mm. So she says, look, you, you know him. You, 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 I mean, I guess you left on bad terms, but he's probably forgotten all that by now. Ask him for a job. And Gemma says, oh, I guess I'm not keen, but there's not going to be much choice. I'm going to have to right. grovel. So he goes, she goes back to Chesney and Chesney's like, um, oh, she's just saying, I can't remember what he said, but Gemma's trying to spell out to him how dire their situation is. And I think he says something like, at least we're not some of those losers that uses a food bank. And she's like, where do you think your food comes <laughs> where from? Where do you think these hoops are from, Chesney? Yeah, she's scraping, that's right. She's scraping food off the children's plate to eat. Because she doesn't have enough food. And he's like, oh. And she's like, yeah, I've been getting the food from the food banks. How can this man... Have you man, not noticed? How can this man be so useless that he has not been involved in any, at any step of getting food? If he was involved at all in, in ordering, preparing, sorting out the menus, getting food, he would know where the food came from. I mean, he, he's, he's making he's Adam look like husband of the year at the moment. I mean, are we supposed to believe that Chesney's working even longer hours? It's so pathetic. he's got no idea what goes on at he home. He doesn't know that they've got food from food banks. Again, you know, last year on the podcast, we raised money for the Trussell Trust because... I wanted to support people that are in food poverty. And I think Coronation Street missed a bit of a, a chance here to make it... I think that Chesney's flippant uh, words didn't get addressed properly here because food banks, you should not be ashamed of using a food bank. The only thing, the only shameful thing about food banks is that they exist in the first place. Nobody should feel bad for using them and... Gemma's absolutely correct to use anything that she can to help her family. The thing with and Chesney, Chesney being is, all like, high and mighty about it, it's pathetic. I, I don't know how, how long food banks have been a thing. It feels like it's fairly recent, but maybe it isn't. But Chesney also did grow up in a fairly povo house, didn't he? I can't say povo. You know, like, he he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He had Cilla Battersby... Oh, sorry, Cilla Brown um, raising him. Um... She, being useless so quite possibly Fizz did have to go to places like this to, to feed him and then he came, when he moved to the street he was living at number five with, with Les and again, he has it's not yeah how can he look down on basically his own people I don't know who he thinks he is mm. yeah so <clears throat> apparently 2.1 million people used food banks in in the, in this country that's quite a big proportion you shouldn't be ashamed to use them. They're part of us as a society trying to take care of you when other people aren't. Especially at the moment properly. when we've got the cost of living crisis and in increased um, inflation rates and everything. Yeah, well, Chesney doesn't live in this world apparently. He lives in fancy like, land. We can just live on kebabs. 
Yeah, I'll just eat stuff out of the bin. So anyway. Wait a minute, what's this? Pregnancy test results? <laughs> it's Damon's baby. <laughs> we can use this Keep Chesney out of that story, I tell Stupid. you. Chesney. So, um... But I know who does like loitering around bins who could find Sarah's results. Uncle Stephen. He's like, Sarah, I didn't want to mention this, but I was disposing of a body in Victoria Gardens. Yeah, Yeah, it had your name on it and it's unopened. I don't know. How did that happen? Uh, Right, so so Gemma says, Henry Newton is looking to employ people. And Chesney's like, oh, no. No, 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 no. I don't like the sound of that. And she says... He feels threatened because he knows that even though... Um, Henry Newton is a bit of a dodgy criminal guy. He's far superior to Chesney. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so so he doesn't like it, and Gemma's like, "No, I'm gonna sort this out. I'm gonna ask him for a job, and if you don't like it, you can tell the kids where the next gas bill is coming from." Then, and Chesney's like, "No, we can manage. No, we won't. We can't." Do you remember not that long ago they were talking about how they couldn't afford the electricity bill because that's gone up as well. Yeah. I don't know in what universe Chesney thinks that if they just really, really hope for it and use the power of bonding family love, yeah. that'll magically solve their situation. Maybe he's like, I thought of an idea, a brilliant idea, Gemma. All of these pasta-shaped pictures we've got everywhere on the walls, why don't we just take the pasta off and eat it? That will solve it. That will solve <laughs> I think all of it's our problems. Like, I've been talking to your mum and she says if we put crystals around the house, everything's yeah. going to be fine. So tell let's what, do that. Tell you what we've been doing, Gem, that I've realised. We've been leaving the toilet seat up, which is bad feng shui because your money goes literally down the drain. <laughs> so I've put the toilet seats down. It's all going to be sorted out. Don't worry, Honestly, what, what an idiot. <sighs> and the, the most annoying thing, obviously, about this storyline is that they were poised to have everything taken care of for their family needs when they were the Fresh Ghost Five. They could have to. You have to bring, remind us of that every week. I cannot you? help it because they were literally had a deal, a sponsorship deal with a food company to give them food, and they didn't like it because they airbrushed their pictures. Mm. And I can't think of another reason that makes any sense as to why they wouldn't go ahead with it. It makes me so cross. I want to p- punt them into a bin. The All thing with them. this is as well, though, and I think what some people I've seen online are worried about is: Are they making Chesney out? They're making him out to look really awful so that it can lead into another affair storyline with Henry. And if Henry does come back, I'm really kind of torn because in a way, of course I want Gemma to dump Chesney and go with Henry. They're a brilliant, brilliant couple. Mm -hmm. But I don't need another cheating storyline. Coronation Street this year has been all about infidelity and I don't know whether it would be worth it. But, you know, if she's thinking... Here's a guy, you know, he's changed, maybe, I, I don't know, and, and, you know, he's offering me this lifeline here, and the person who has, you know, pledged to stay with me for the rest of my life is looking down his nose at me going to food banks. Well, yeah, Henry all the way. He's also mega loaded. But no I don't. But I don't, I don't need another cheating story. I really, really don't. Well, I can't... All right. So um, Gemma then gets on the phone to Henry and, you know, she we don't hear his side of the conversation. So it's not like they've brought the actor back for this. Um, and he, she leaves a message saying, I want a job, basically. And Chesney comes in apologetically and he says, I promise you I won't let the social services take the kids away. We can get through this. I mean, I don't know, Miss Chesney, maybe they should. <laughs> maybe they should. On Friday, Gemma gets a text message from Henry and he says, oh, I'll be happy to speak to you. And Chesney's like, what are you getting a message about? Is it a food bank? 
And she says, no, 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 it's just Glenda. And then and then Beth has a drive by sniping. Which is, <laughs> um, and Chesney asks Kirk, look, can you have a word with her? Because she's really annoying. And Kirk says, I know she is, but we're not together anymore. So there's nothing I can do about it. So at the factory, Kirk gives Beth some tea to butter her up and says, look, can we have a chat about Gemma? I think you're being a bit harsh on her because she's really sorry. And so Beth's like uh, apologetic about it. And she goes round to number five and she squirmingly, sadly apologises to Gemma and saying she's just overprotective. And then she said, and then this annoys me as well because she's like, look, do you want to open up to me, the woman who's literally just blown your life up into a million pieces about how sad it is that your brother's dying? You can because Sinead died and I'm sad about that as well. Why don't we go to the pub together? Beth, Beth just seems that she can name drop Sinead into yep. everything and then everyone's going to say, oh, Beth, poor you. She literally is. Yeah. She's like, I can be as nasty as I want all the time. Because my niece died. my niece died. I joined the club. Really tragically. Everybody living on this street yeah. has had some close family member or friend die, die in a really a tragic horrible, way. Horrible, horrible way. Yeah. So sorry, Beth. Yeah. You don't have the monopoly on that. No, you don't. So she's like, oh, come to the pub with me. If I was Gemma, I'd say, no. Go, go sit on a... <laughs> she, she, I suppose Gemma hasn't been able to indulge in um, very many drinks of late if she's saving the cash. Well, yeah, she's like, you buy the drinks then, you yeah. horrible, twisted cow. Although, somehow, whenever anybody in Coronation Street is having money woes, they still do have the, somehow, extra funds to go to the pub or the cafe oh, or whatever. Oh, that's just a different but... fun, that's a different budget. Yeah. So, they go to the pub and Kirk is there and so... Um, the story kind of ends up being a Beth and Kirk story, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, they, they, they make up and they go have a, a go to speed dial but they don't even have food. They go home to shag. Yes. And that's, well, that's that. So, um, yeah. And if, what, where do you want... Let's, let's just cover this Kirk and Beth reunion. Um, the most pointless breakup ever all over this slap, which he has now apparently forgiven her I about. I can't believe that Kirk did not call out her hypocrisy here. Did he Did he mention this? He's not smart enough. What because... was the scene that he was having today that was showing about how thick it... Oh, the dry January thing. <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of funny. Gordon Bennett. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. Kirk, nothing, nothing that the Kirk can is, say anymore is really going to get a genuine laugh from me. You couldn't function in society. He didn't used to be as as thick as he is now this guy is what 40 or so he's he's got he's acting like he's getting getting he's going to be catch up with his iq soon i, just, I know it's like it's, it's bordering on you can't laugh at him because this is actually some kind of it's just problem. sad it's i i i can't find it funny it's just <laughs> the same as mary as soon as okay. he gets into a seat i'm like oh here we go here we go just get rid, just honestly. Michael, I'm the one that rants about people on this show, not you. We can't both rant about people. They should have made this story. If they wanted to have a tragic story where somebody close to Gemma was going to die in a horrible um, way over over a series of years of MND, they should have given it to Kirk. Michael? What? I'd rather it you can't, no, you I'd can't rather it's that. him than no. Paul. No. Right, tell no, me what I else can, you've got to say. I can wish no, you can't. MND on no, other you characters. Can't. No, you can't. Um, Right, so hooray, they're back together again. So Henry. Is that what you want? You said let's talk about it, and then you just slagged off Kirk, and you didn't even talk. Well, about Well, that's him. all there is. There's nothing to say. I it don't was... know why he would ever want to be with with Beth because she showed her true colours. He he She's... is like a you know a loyal dog, that you know, that misses his mistress. <laughs> I couldn't be with someone who was that vindictive. 
I don't, I don't think he realises. She is she is generally nice he's to vile. him. But he's also like a loyal dog who, when he, you know, sits on the carpet, she kind of probably gives him a bit of a bash around the head and says, you dirty, dirty boy, and drags his face through it. And he's like, oh, sorry, ma- sorry, sorry. Oh, what is this fantasy you. you're making up? That's just, right. Um, Henry's <laughs> stuff. I don't know what more we can say about that because it literally is just possibility at the moment. I, I I really wished that if he were to appear, I'd love it to have happened this week because they're just going to be dragging it out now. The thing is, if it is going to happen, surely it's got to happen soon-ish because well, it would... if, she's, if he's now saying to her, come and get a job, she's got to do something about that, well, hasn't I she? Just imagine... Or is she going to have a secret job and... Mm, yeah, I just imagine that it's going to be just, um, an, a, a, just because he's the one that's facilitated the job doesn't mean that he's going to be there. If he's in charge of it, he could just get a job at a different pub. It doesn't even have to be any more serious than that. Yes. Because um, sometimes they do that where they're like, oh, we're just going to drop somebody's name, see if uh, see how people react. And if they like it, maybe we'll think about bringing them back, maybe we won't. But honestly, I when, when we heard that Henry's name was going to be brought up in yes. the street this week. Yes. Very, very, very exciting moment. We were, yeah. We, we were, were just like, I can't believe this. This is <sighs> literally exactly what we have been asking for. Our I know. hashtag bring back Henry campaign for all this time. Do you think that he And married... it's not bring up, hashtag bring up Henry. Bring up Henry. Do you think that he married Chris? Yes, Chris he did. He did. That was oh. I, I was having a look on his Corypedia page earlier, oh. and we find out that he married Cressida that October. So I don't know whether he still is married to her, or whether you know if if if, if wherever it goes, it turns out that he's not but anymore. I don't know. I, I'm also intrigued as to what kind of job this this is that she's asking for. Are they going to build a set? This is the thing. They could it could even just be as simple as she just go maybe um it could be as simple as Dolly Rose Campbell is going to go away somewhere, take a break from the show because she's been in it quite a lot and we know that she's going to have a hard time with the pool storyline um as he grows sicker. It's going to be a lot of heavy scenes, a lot of work to to do. She could end up just going, oh, Henry's got me a job in Norfolk, so I'm going to go work with Fizz. You know what I mean? And then disappear. Because otherwise, aren't they going to have to build a whole new set for another pub? No, if they want a temporary pub, they've got other pubs that they can go to. Yeah. They? Well, yeah, they had, they had Adam yeah, and Nile but... in that other pub yeah, the other that, week, didn't they? Yeah, but that doesn't feel like the, the sort of gun. pub that you can film enough scenes They don't need in. lots of... I, 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 I don't, don't know. know either, I'm just saying. I'd be, inter- I'd be really interested to see if they can have you know, a brewery yeah, is she going to work in a factory making mm. beer, or is she going to is she going to employ her in the office doing admin? <laughs> oh yeah, probably. Mm. If, if if Summer and of Sarah course. can do it, then uh, surely she can. Maybe as well. she's going to do some amazing presentations. Anyway, potentially very very exciting stuff on the horizon it there. Could be, but um, let's let's leave, let's or park that. It could be that. just a big disappointment. Let's park that. As I say, I have been speaking to George this week, so. Um, the Stephen storyline, Gemma. <laughs> there were bins in this, weren't there, on Wednesday? You know, when he was skulking around those dumpsters oh, yeah. at the end of Wednesday's episode, it's like, that's... They know. The, whoever wrote him skulking around the bins know that there is a... Among the cult of Stephen, there's a thing about him in bins. Don't you think? Do you think he's going to end up in a bin? I... I... 
Well, you know, I, I said that at the beginning of the year that his final showdown would be at the dump. And it's just become a bit of a, a, a big inside joke, hasn't it? Yeah, I like so it. I, I found it hilarious. Anyway, so it's Sally's birthday on Monday. And so the, the family are all going to be getting together for that. Um, Stephen reminds Audrey at the beginning of the episode that even though Elaine may seem quite chipper she's absolutely definitely down and suicidal honestly believe me so he's still trying to drip that idea into people's heads that Elaine is feeling pretty depressed we didn't get I don't think there was any um, furthering of that element of the story this week was there with the with the letter or the poisoning or anything so um I, I don't know whether that's been put off to next week or whatever um but we we kept the we kept the party scene and i loved how elaine uh elaine's present to sally was an identical blouse or whatever it was to one that she wears and Sally's like, is that not yours she's like, oh yeah you said that you liked it so now we can match i thought that was funny um, she is especially chuffed to see that um, Tai Chi instructor Jerry is also there at the bistro for, I can't remember what the reason is, and Sally says, oh, you can come, if you know Elaine, you can come and join us if you like, and Stephen is not impressed with this. And then we get this scene where Jerry is regaling the whole story with, uh, the whole, sorry, table, with a story of, what was it, staring down a wolf in the outback somewhere? I, was that what it was? Yeah, he uses his tra- Tai Chi skills to convince a wolf not to eat his face off. <laughs> and Stephen, everyone is hanging on his every word, yeah. apart from Stephen, who is, the looks that he's given are just brilliant, because he, this, uh, I mean, if I was Stephen and I wanted to get Elaine out of my hair, then this would be the perfect know, opportunity, but is, really. But he's like really, really narked, I think. He's he, he, Yeah, he is. He's like, you can't have her. I don't want her, you can't have her though. Yeah. Um, well, he wants her money and he doesn't want yeah, he's he don't want Jerry getting. Yeah, there. so um, yeah, he gets all jealous of of everybody get being yeah. to Jerry and says and says. He he says, look, I can take care of myself in my own way if I need to. Yeah. <laughs> all you need is a is a hole punch or a. I know. I think I would love him to. I I, I really want canoe. there to be a face off between Jerry and and um. <laughs> and. And Stephen, where like Jerry's like trying to do some kind of Tai Chi like wait hand waving, and then he just pushes him into a bin. I'd love that. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. See, if if Jerry, I, I, the one thing that this story does have going for it is lots of potential victims are coming, and they were saying, "Is it going to be Owen? Is it going to be Jerry? Is it going to be Elaine?" I don't remember <laughs> this ever being a part of a serial killer storyline on Corrie. No, and it's like, the, the, it's still the same thing as none of the characters are particularly exciting or they do no. get killed, but it, I'm like, I really, really do not know who his next victim is going to be. No. Not that, I mean, it'd be boring if you did, I suppose. Um, but... But now we've it, got, um... There's... What? Now we've got, um... Gertrude, Giselle... Gabrielle. Gabrielle. She's Gabrielle. back. Yeah, well... well on the, un- on the end of a phone, she's back. Um, anyway, so back at home later, and Elaine's rittering on about Tai Chi again, and Stephen says, this guy going on about wolves, what the hell is he on? That's not true. He's just having, he's just taking you on a ride. You can't take, you can't, um, Believe you can't him. calm down a wolf with the power of Tai Chi. And yeah. Elaine says, well, I don't care. Wouldn't Jerry fit in so nicely with and our Stephen's group? Stephen's like, anyway, a moose is better than a wolf. Yeah, you should see. I took, I, yeah. Those I, massive mooses over in Canada. Yeah, I fought one with a hole punch. <laughs> I, yeah, I fought one with a hole punch and I put it in a waste paper basket. How'd so, you like that? Uh, yeah. So this is when Stephen pulls his face at Elaine. 
This is great. She turns around to do something with the, with the microwave and he kind of goes, <laughs> This face that he feels is brilliant. Somebody beat us to making a gif of that this week. Yeah. Um, but but she, she catches his reflection in the microwave and turns around and says, Are you pulling a face? And he's like, Oh no, I was just trying to, I didn't get saying from between my teeth. I can't remember what excuse yeah. was that he gave. And she's like, No, you weren't. And so he, when he leaves, she's looking like proper upset that. Why would he do this? This is my fiance. She's really starting well, she's to worry that yeah, with him and now he's he's treating her really, really cruelly out of nowhere because so, she she hasn't picked up on any of these signs that he doesn't like her. No, not really. As far as she knows, he's as much in love with her as she is with him. Mm. But then she catches this. It must be like seeing a bloody ghost. Of well, death. It's, exactly, it is. It's like Jeff again. Yeah. It's it's. Is haunting her. She's shocked. She's just completely shocked. She can't believe what she mm. what she thinks she's seen. Mm. I wonder whether um she's going to start having Jeff flashbacks. Whether he's going to start haunting Red Bank after he's going to move on for a number six. Maybe we haven't seen him there for a while. Maybe when Stephen eventually, because I'm sure he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna go to prison. I think he's gonna die. I don't know why I think that, but. He dies, and then he and Jeff have a ghost fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> On the roof. <laughs> so, um, Wednesday's episode, and Elaine's with Tim, saying, look, I'm a little bit worried about Stephen. He was making these horrible faces. I, I don't think he... I don't even know if he really likes me. And Tim's like... Tim's like, I like you. Tim's like, yeah, I'm the only one that, do, that does like you. Yeah, and I'll prove it by coming along to your Tai Chi lessons with you later. He's not super happy with the fact that he's got to do it, but... He's, I'll go to your boring Tai Chi <laughs> As a devoted son, sometimes you got to do these things. And he manages to convince Steve to tag along too, just so they can have um, Hilarious a co- classic Corrie comedy scene. Um, you hear from the tone of my voice what I thought of the Tai Chi scene. Where That's it... because you've never done an exercise class where somebody's farted. It's very relatable, this is. Oh my gosh, honestly. So everyone's there. There's there's yeah, token there's... non non-regular character. There's two. Oh yeah, the one on either end of the yeah. line, isn't it? They're there? like you stand over it, so, so if you get cut out, it it's matter. basically it's Sally, Tim, Steve, Elaine, Jerry, two anonymous, and Ed for some reason because like four, I'd come and have a go. I don't know what that was about. It's like I'll get his episode count up again, but um, anyway, she uh, Elaine has to apologise to him for Stephen not turning up. He's like, don't worry, I, I don't promise you a like good him. session. Um, so the lesson's in full swing later, and it's, it is basically just a chance for actors to look a bit silly, and certain actors, naming no names, to go a little bit over right. the top with how silly they were. I reckon this is um, a compensation to whoever came up with the, uh, what was it, V Court Fitness idea, and then they got rid of that gym, and whoever it was is probably devastated, and they said, look, we'll just, every so often we'll do like, some kind of group exercise like Tai Chi, and they finally got round to Think doing it. Think you're onto something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weirdly, Sally seems to fancy Jerry a bit. I mean, it, as as a, a female, a, a fellow female, um, do you see any attraction in Jerry? Because it seems like all the girls are a bit into Jerry. Who wouldn't like a man who can subdue wolves with the power of Tai Chi? He's also looks like he's a sort that's very in touch with his feelings, isn't he? he? No, I couldn't be having with that. How, how's he at eating apples? Is he a bit too much for a wet blanket? Yeah, I wouldn't have that, no. <laughs> oh, I'm really upset because you didn't put the lid back on the milk or something, no. <laughs> anyway, after the lesson, Jerry says, oh, we should go and have a group bonding session later. And then Lane's like, yes, please. But nobody else is really she up says, for this. Yes, please. Hang Everyone... on, I thought you said something different. Group 
Bonding. Okay. <laughs> not bonking session. Now everyone. Um, everyone so else a is few like, people, not really. S- Sally seems to fancy him, but and everyone. People get the impression that he's a little bit weird, I think, and, and I don't want to spend the whole day with no. him. So the rest of the they episode is just people well. coming up with excuses to not go along to this evening um, meal together, and it ends up just... Is it just Elaine at the end, I think? So um, Steve, Elaine goes home, and there's this definite air of awkwardness between her and Stephen, and he says, look, I'm, I'm really sorry about earlier. I know I've been off. I've booked you into a Thai restaurant because I know you like your Tai Chi and, and, and all that. What? That's what he says. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not at all related. Aren't they? Is no. Tai Chi not from Thailand? No. Oh, well, there we go. That shows, well, me and Stephen, though. And he says, look, I'm sorry for upsetting you yesterday. I, could, could I come along to your thing? Because she's told him, well, I can't come along to a Thai restaurant. Because so I'm going out for me. What are you going out with my Tai Chi friends? And he says, I can come along. And she's like, no. So she's starting to take back Good some of the power. Yeah, exactly. She's finding her voice a little bit and, yeah, playing him at his own game. So, um... That Sally and Tim pull out of the session. Steve does as well, um, and it looks like in the end it's just Elaine, Jerry, and Ed. And um, Ed, as they're walking there, says, "Oh, I'm gonna go off and do something else. I can't remember." <laughs> and this is where Stephen's snooping around the corner um, and hiding behind bins as he as Jerry and Elaine walk past. And then once they get past the bins, he kind of pops up from the other side and is like, "Curses." So, um, Love it. and that's where that's left. Sadly, we didn't get any of that today. I think this storyline might have lifted it a little bit, in my view. But um, still a lot of fun. <sighs> Do you think that Elaine is going off Stephen now? Is she is she being wooed by Jerry? Yeah, I could, could she say, sorry, Stephen, screw you, I'm going off with Jerry? <sighs> I hope not. I want Stephen to win. I want yeah. Uncle Stephen to triumph it, it, and kill everybody. And what would that look like? Kill Elaine, kill Jerry... Kill Tim, for sure. This is just a total disaster of relationship because he fancies Jenny, Elaine fancies Jerry. I know, they've got such similar names. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jerry and Jenny. <laughs> um, Tell you what, if, if Jenny claps eyes on Jerry, watch out Elaine because that's exactly the sort of man she goes for too. Yeah, very true. I've seen some people online suggesting that Jerry could be a bit dodgy and dark and he's a little bit too good to be true. I've not been getting those vibes at no, all I from haven't. him. He's worked his charms on me. Do you think he's an undercover policeman? <laughs> yeah, probably. So I, I I don't know. I don't know what that would look like. Um but I know, putting the idea out there. Um that's 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 it. That's kind of it. It was I loved Stephen's face Paul. It was fantastic. He is terrible. What a naughty man he is, but I love him. Not nothing met massive, but um <laughs> still lots of lots of fun. Imagine though, if you're Stephen, how much you would hate Elaine at this point. Why? Because she won't die. Right, and you hate her. He's not been trying hard enough. And she did, and she just wearing on all the bloody. Oh, I love this tattoo, Jerry's something good me. There's a wolf, and he's like, and then she catches him, and then you have to apologise and book into a Thai restaurant. So annoying. But can you see what I mean? He he must have so much contempt for her. I know, I know. And seething hatred that he's generating, which is so bad. I'd love it if he is going to kill her. And and sadly, I think he's going to do it subtly. But I'd love it if he just launches this massive rant at her by telling her exactly exactly what he thinks of her. And then she dies of a heart attack. And what an annoying woman she is to live with. (laughs) That would be so cruel. I didn't want to marry you. (laughs) Yeah. Me engaged to you. Ha. 
Stephen, why? Why would you do this? I was on LSD. <laughs> The only way you could get someone to love you is by drugging them. Oh my god, that's so fantastic. I want that scene. (laughs) Right, um, so we have got Max the X. Just the final one. And I don't think I put this in the the list of stories at the beginning, actually. I forgot that we we had this one as well. This is Max the X and Lauren, not Vex. Nice one. That, we have had that one before. Oh, sure okay. I liked it the first time as well. Yeah, I did, I did leave this from my storyline. On Wednesday, Shona catches Max stuffing a bag with food and she, and she thinks that it's for him and Bex, but no, he's taking Sabrina out for a picnic. She's a starving wife. No, what do you mean he, she thinks it's for Bex? Bex is Sabrina. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Sabrina, not, not Bex. That's the whole point. She's like, what's <sighs> going on? Yeah. He says, oh, yeah, oh well, I'm, I'm going to be taking Sabrina out for a picnic. No, I, I got confused because he isn't actually taking Sabrina out. He's taking, He says he's taken her out, but when Sabrina turns up at the cafe, Shona asks her if she's going to the, having, looking forward to the picnic, and she obviously doesn't know anything about it because it's Lauren that Max is giving the food to in Victoria Gardens. And um, Lauren's like, thank you very much. By the way, my dad, do you remember Lauren him? should just go to a food bank. I hear they're very good in Weatherfield. They do very good hoops. They do lovely hoops. She says, Max, my dad wants you to go and visit. No, wants me to go visit and I want you to come with me. I'm thinking about going. What do you think? And then, surprise, surprise, Sabrina turns up and Max is like, honey, I've got, I, I can explain. Max, listen, if you've got a secret bird yeah. on the side yeah. that you're giving a load of food, don't do it out in public. Yeah. Don't do it in Victoria Gardens where somebody's bound to walk past, especially if here's, they don't live around here and they might be getting there on the tram. If you are having a white supremacist picnic, don't do it underneath the balcony of your best friend who is also black and has a sister that you fancy. Exactly. Don't do it. And Have speed, it somewhere else. Speed tiles just across the street. What are you doing, Max? Well, he's, he's getting cheap food. To be caught. He's getting cheap food. He don't want to pay for it. Maybe he likes the thrill. Maybe that's a uh, that's his thing. That that explains a lot of the behaviour of characters on Coronation Street. They want to be caught because they like the thrill. They're all perverts. <laughs> so anyway, um, Lauren's like, no, 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 we're just friends. And Max says, please talk to me. And Sabrina's like, I'm not interested. So, um. I don't know what this says. Where? She's with him at number eight altar. Later. Still in an arc. Yeah. Who is? Sabrina. Okay, so she's mad, as Michael's just translated. Yes. Right, excellent note writing. Max says, I just don't want Lauren to get into trouble. She hasn't got anyone to look out for her. And then Sabrina, he tries to sort of touch Sabrina's arm and she doesn't like it. She runs off and Max tells Shona that he's been dumped. So Max then goes to the Ginnel to meet up with Lauren later and she says, I want to talk to Sabrina about, about it to explain everything. This is an imp- no point. And, and Lauren says, well, I'll get you back no matter what because we are friends for life. And Max says, in that case, I'll go to the prison with you to see your dad. Which is exactly what she wants. It's a plan. So Lauren's on the phone to Reese later and she says, Max is coming like you wanted. Yeah, so we had a bit of a sub- Surprise? I was fairly surprised by this. I, I'd seen, uh, sadly, spoiler pictures of Max and Lauren going to visit Reese, but I genuinely didn't think that Lauren was a secret undercover bad girl in this. No. And this this heartens me because I, you know, I I think I think I'd rather Max and Beck, sorry, Max and Sabrina, 
um, yeah, I want them together. Got, got together. I'd rather him and Lauren. So the fact that Lauren has now been exposed as dodgy, mm-hmm. um, that 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 yeah. works in my favour. Did you hear about the, so that person at Highfield Prison that had their eyes gouged out? No. Yeah, it was Reese with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That's a good one. <laughs> Funny that could be a storyline like title. That. <laughs> <laughs> Tickled me. On Friday, it's Kylie's anniversary Definitely. of when she died. Yeah, seven years, seven years. Yeah, and I remember it well. Coronation Street spoiled it two weeks in advance, and I thought, why did you do that, Corey? Just let it be let a surprise on the night. Right, so so um, apparently they mark this every year, and we've never seen it before. Um, because Max, Max is just as surprised as we are that they actually pay attention to this anniversary. And um, they say, Max, do you want to do anything? And he says, no, I'll, I'll mark it in my own way. Well, they, he, he can't go with them, can he? Because he's promised he's to, to Sabrina to that he's going to go to prison. He's also yeah. surprised that it's his, the anniversary of his mum's death. I think they shouldn't have brought it up then. Yeah. Let him just live in blissful ignorance. Yeah. And I, that, I wonder how well he remembers her. Well, he was a I, different person back then. I mean, it, he, he was... I, mean, I suppose he still had would, would have some memory. What, how old was he? Eight or so? Of course he but... would remember his mum. Mm. So, um, I like also... They're talking about, yeah, we're going to go to the grave. And then Shannon's like, then maybe we'll have lunch and maybe go to the cinema. Like, she's like, yeah, honestly, everyone else is sad, but I didn't even know her. And to be honest, the fact she's dead only benefits me. So, yeah. time for a party. <laughs> <laughs> so, they head off and Max immediately lets Lauren in the back door. And, and she's, she says, oh, I'm really nervous about going to meet meet my dad. Um, Max and Lauren go to the tram stop and Sabrina's there and everyone's really tense. And Max tells Sabrina that he's going to go to the prison to support Lauren and she's not impressed with this at all. So when they get there, Reese is in the waiting room, in the visiting room, and Max is finding it very uncomfortable. Um, and he doesn't really know what he's doing there. I guess he just thinks he's there to support Lauren, but he's taken by surprise when Reese congratulates him for making a statement against Griff. And Reese is like, yeah, I'm really proud of you. I should have done it myself. Um, and then he insinuates... Yeah, he still kind of makes out that he's also seen the error of his ways well, and he was also brainwashed by Griff yeah, and stuff. And... Uh, yeah, Griff is like the, the most amazing hypnotist who's mm. managed to convince everyone to be racist. And he also insinuates that Griff had threatened to hurt Lauren, and that's one of the reasons why Reese had gone along with all of his evil plans. Mm. And Lauren kind of looks, you know, sad and demure as though, yes, that is true. I was in mortal danger. We couldn't help but be racist. And they both ask Max to make another statement about Griff saying saying so. So um, Max has mm. realised that they're using him yeah. to to try to get Reese. A, f- a lesser sentence or something. And he's like, I'm not going to stand up in court and lie for you, Reese. Not not you, especially nobody like you. And he leaves them both there. And Reese says, Look, once he's calmed down, you need to go after him and convince him. So they go outside, uh, outside the prison, definitely not Carnation Street ITV Studios. And he's mad. He's mad at Lauren for putting him in this position. And he's and she said, No, look, you're both victims of griff we're all victims of griff we need to stick together you you need to help my dad um and this is when spider comes up and confronts them and lauren reveals that she told this journalist everything about toya including what size gag you need 
<laughs> and back at home, after all this has gone down, Lauren feels a bit guilty about all this. And Max says, I, I, I've decided I, I want to help you. And David and Shona come back from their uh, Kylie's dead party and find that Lauren is there. And they're very shocked and annoyed to see this. Max explains what's happened and he begs them, please can Lauren stay here because she's basically homeless. She's got nowhere to stay. So David and Shona have a conversation. And Shona's dead against this. But David says, we really can't. We've got to, you know, what, what can we do? We kind of have to look after her. Well, so he, he's also that, stay. but I think that David is having to be very careful about saying no to Max because but pushing him away again. Yeah, exactly. He he needs to Good bend over backwards to to accommodate Max's wishes at the moment. I know, but really not encouraging more racists <laughs> would be a good point to to sort of concentrate on. I think I think it was odd. Well, not not odd. I mean, Max is deep down is a good kid. I think, but I I thought that once he realised that he was being used by Lauren and Reese, he would want to kick her to the curb because he has got a real chance of a good thing with Sabrina at the moment. He's and being that, a bit silly, isn't he? Yeah, there's all. There's one thing being a gentleman and being noble and and bringing a picnics and everything. But he's throwing the chance with Sabrina away. And and I think probably if Lauren wasn't dodgy and racist, he probably would pick her over Sabrina. But he knows that she's tricked him, basically. I would be saying, sorry, Lauren, there's food banks there. You're on your own. Food banks is not the answer to every problem on the show. Yeah. I mean, I do feel, in a way, sorry for Lauren, because it's it does make sense. It's natural to want to support your dad, get him out of prison as much as you can, especially if you think that he is... You know, maybe she does think that he was taken for a ride I was going to say, how much Griff. do you think Lauren believes what, what Reese is saying? Because mm. I, I, don't, I don't see her as anything other than... You've written Lauren's actually nasty, but I don't think so. I think she's just yeah, a kid no. who um, is being... Manipulated she by is, her dad. She is only young. I, I think that's really important, yeah. And I don't know how much she believes Reese when he says that he never would have done any of it without Griff. Because mm, mm. she's been raised by this man to have certain sets of beliefs and I'm still not sure what she actually thinks. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking that when Lauren's time to leave the show comes, she's gonna be revealed as still holding these beliefs and she's going to be horrible and racist about Sabrina and that's going to make Max realise that she hasn't changed mm. and then he's going to kick her to the curb. But at the moment, she's just a lost... She's just as lost as Max. She hasn't done as much wrong as Max has done because she never was tried or accused of any crimes, unlike him. But she's suffered more because she's got nowhere to go. She hasn't got. She stay. She was staying with her mum, but it looks like her mum's boyfriends were molesting her. Mm. So now she's basically homeless and she can't feed herself. And yeah. She's got no. Like I was saying, you know, last week she doesn't seem to have any ability to imagine a life for herself that involves anything positive. Yeah. So I feel sorry for her. Mm. At the moment, because at the moment we don't really know. I, I do, I do somewhat. Um, I, I'm thinking that if I was, you know, if I was Coronation Street, I, I probably would want to keep her. And I'm thinking, you can't is, she, is she all the racists? I'm thinking that she is would make a very convenient Kelly replacement 
as the the beautiful blonde young kind of waify character that sees the errors of her ways and is reformed and then we all forget where she came from i think she slots into that quite right becky didn't turn up on the street going immigrants right (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) well i know you've got to make it slightly different but you can't go that different michael what's next if we, if, we, if we as viewers are supposed to forgive Max, and I think Curry desperately wants us to forgive Max, they could do it with Lauren as well. Mm, no. Mm. Okay, um, I, I'm kind of, I'm getting a little bit worried about the fact that we haven't seen Gav, and I'm wondering, is he done with now? Please bring Gav back. I really, really, really Hashtag want to see Gav. bring back Gav. Yeah, we, we, we've been successful, we... hopefully, in our bring back Henry. We'll but, see if um, it works. But yeah, I, I, I just think he'd be perfect on the street. And, I... and we've still got the mystery of where's Beck. If Henry eventually does come back to the show and we get proven that we were right with our with our hashtags, um, I'm going to start one for us to win the lottery because I need that as well. <laughs> um, right, so we had the RD storyline that started it's not today. not even the final one, is um, it? There's another one after this. They're, they're, they're very, very short. No, all, all that happened to RD today is he was getting a bit fed up of working behind the counter, pricing up tins of beans 15p cheaper than they actually should be, getting um, That's not particularly useful sales technique advice from Dev, ASS, a, a smile sells. Inflation's so bad that the price of beans goes up 15 pence by the time you finish <laughs> putting stickers on. Um, and when Amy comes round, she has little chats with Ardy and, and Nina and Asher get the impression that he fancies her. And at first he's like, no, no, they're just friends. We're just friends. But by the end of the episode, he's, he's had a bit of a think about it. It's like, yeah, actually, I think maybe I have got feelings for, for Amy. Um, and, and he manages to get her some shifts at the shop. I mean, Gemma probably should have taken those. I think her need is greater, but what are you going to do? What can you do? Um, so, good match, Hardy and Amy, maybe. But All the uh, again, they, the, where, where this storyline is going has been semi-heavily publicised. Have you seen where this story is going? Just a little yes or no? No. Oh, Gemma says no. Okay, well, what are I they going to do? I, I'm, not, I'm not saying. I'm not um. saying, but I'll leave it at that. Well, nice to see an Ardy storyline. I like... I hope it stays an Ardy storyline and it doesn't start off as him and then diverge to someone else. A bit like um, sometimes when Aggie gets a storyline and then it turns into somebody else's. So, um, yeah, great. I love Dev in this. <laughs> he was great. Dev doing his devingest um, moments behind yeah. the counter today A-F-S. with his with his smile and I loved it when um who was it Ardy and somebody were at the counter oh it was Asher wasn't it and then Dev comes out and he just pauses yeah he goes, what are you two doing you're in the same well, room and you're not even arguing I love that I loved the I love the dynamic between these these three yeah, uh, more, of that, more of that please more, more of Alahans. yeah they're great uh, and I, yeah I just like you said before the, these um sibling moments between um Asher and Anadi. It's just really nice to see them grow up together. Yeah. You know, even though it was a different Ardi. Mm-hmm. We've seen them from when they were very young and now they're going into the world as adults. They've been past their little um age change. Yeah. And Ardi, you know, he had all these bright ideas about his future and now he's Pricing beans up. What are you doing, boy? <laughs> I thought he was going to do a business course so he could take over the over the family business and run Dev out of town. Yeah, that, idea, that idea never went Burning anywhere, a life in a it? car. Yeah. Well, that story went literally nowhere. What happened? 
I don't know. Because they could still do it. Mm. it but it's, too much time has passed now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so that's Ardy, and then we had a little bit of Ryan stuff on, Ryan that on Monday, didn't we? Yeah. He's looking at himself in the mirror on Monday, looking at his abs, going, not too bad, looking up at his face. Don't like that. I couldn't tell what he was doing because, yeah, he was getting changed, wasn't he? And he was checking himself out in the mirror. And I was thinking, is he looking at himself saying, I've still got it? Or is he looking at himself saying, oh, I'm not quite as chiselled down there as I used to be? No, that's a rude thing to say. Well, no, no, I I don't know. I don't know which one it is. He looked fine to me. Oh, did he indeed? Well, you're the one that's. You can't. Do, you can't say that. That's rude. I didn't. I Personally. literally. I'm saying. I didn't. There's no know. need for, to say that either because he's. He looks fine. I didn't. He does. I wish he I looked look incredibly. Like that. Maybe did, he was looking at. I himself. wasn't sure the vibe that I was supposed to be getting from that. He was looking at his body, going, "My body is a ten out of ten. My face, I'm giving myself a six. <laughs> um, but he's he's going off to to stay with Michelle, isn't he? This, yeah. This, this was Basi- all. All that basically happens is that he gets in a taxi. Toya and Spider tell Daisy, um, Ryan's just going off. So she says, Toya, hold my beer. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go and see Ryan off. And she sees him getting into a taxi and then looks very sad about that's it. That's it, she because... just cries as he drives off to Ireland. Get over She him, was Daisy. like, damn it, I wanted him to get me some duty free. Can yeah. you get duty free from Ireland? I don't know. We've never been. We've never been to Ireland. I don't I know. want to go. It's so much further away from us than it is from Manchester. Right. Um, so, I am still going to say that this week's Coronation Street was pretty good. I think when we did our Street Talk shorts this week, I got one banging and two bog standards. One was a better bog standard than the other. But um, <laughs> it feels like with the discussion, we were somewhat down on... The main story, the A story, the Spider and Toya story, it just didn't quite have the the excitement that it should have had. Um, but apart from that, there was there was a lot of good stuff. I really enjoyed the the pregnancy story. Yeah, I'm the really the tease that. of Henry Newton thought. coming back was great. Stephen is obviously always good oh. for a laugh. Ardy we enjoy, so nice to Dev. see he's getting a story. Dev, Dev was great as well. Um, so, oh, yeah, on the, on the whole, it was a good week. Um, not going to say it's in the four territory, but an, an absolutely solid um, three and a half uh, exploding marshmallow men out of five. Oh. Which is nice. my favourite bit of Ghostbusters as well. Oh, what nice. about you? I'm going to give it three mm. pictures of a spider with the word rat written underneath it that you found on a right wing. White Supremacist Forum. Fantastic. Um, do we have a character of the week? Who's the character of I don't the week? think I can say it's anybody in the Toy and Spider storyline. Toy's being Spider's being very dodgy. What about Sam? Um, clearly not. Um, ooh, who can it be? What about the unborn child of possibly Damon? No, let me, or let me have Adam. a think about this. Um I, I did really enjoy Adam this week, and he's never usually a character of the week sort of material, but um, I just kind of feel bad for him, so I don't know, do I give him a sympathy vote? Um, Why not? I mean, could well be, you know, is Jenny the character of the week for suggesting that they bring back Henry? Oh. <laughs> I don't know whether that's enough to, to, to give her character of the week. Um, I found Stephen very entertaining. I don't know, nobody's really standing out to me, though there was lots of reasons why it could be lots of people. There isn't one definite... There, was a lot of, there were a lot of this stories. This is that person. And there were a lot of um, 
There are a lot of like mediocre moments, but there are also some fun ones. My... I, I loved, I loved the whole bistro scene with Toya and Spider when she agrees to his proposal and he's like, oh, Toya, it's always only been you. And it's like, oh, I do get the idea that there is this, you know, 25 year old romance here that could finally end in a wedding, even though I still don't think it will. Uh. Um, who is the character of the week? I, I think I might go, not for a character point of view, but not not because of the actions of the character, but someone who I really enjoyed watching and they went through a tough time acting superb as always from this particular um, actress. I'm going to go <laughs> Sarah Lou as Sarah my character Lou. of the week. Yeah. I, I thought you might give it to Sarah Lou, but then I remembered your weird rule that you have that you can't... Do anybody who's done bad moral things? No, no, I'm, I'm going to go you with ditching her. ditching that stupid idea? No, no, I don't. I, I have fair... Some weeks I'll stick with that. Sometimes I go with other things. I think Sarah Lou was the one that I enjoyed watching the most this Sarah's week. Sarah's definitely... I was like, what, what is she going to do next? Sarah, can I just say, Sarah and Stephen, do they get the award for the most chaotic characters of the year? Yeah. They're literally us just sowing misery in their wake <laughs> as they go and just causing so much mayhem. Um, Who's your character of the week? I'm going to give this to Stephen, Uncle Stephen, because really? I liked the gurning and the lurking, <laughs> and and like the I like the way that he's pushing, um, he's pushing Elaine. I think he's pushed her too far now, because I, you know, her rejecting his his invitation to the restaurant that is a bad sign mm. Stephen you're going to have to grovel my friend <laughs> hopefully there's going to be some good Stephen stuff next week yeah. um, I, I'm, I am I've now got the idea into my head that, that Isabella's going to come back next week which is going to knock off at least a point um, oh that's no, sorry it's true what do you think is going to be the end of that story what Isabella yeah I just think she's secretly she's... going to turn out to be English just pretending don't. to be Italian we did think that she had something dodgy about her flat, which is apparently keep uh, on permanent need of renovation, didn't we? The actress who plays her is English; she's yeah. not Italian. That's why it's giving me that. Uh, Going to be a, a Fred and Orchid theory. story, yeah, yeah. Mm. Except it's not as politically incorrect <laughs> as that one. Um, she, she's I wouldn't mind she? if it was. She's out for something. She's trying to scam him somehow. Surely, is she even related to him? That's my question. I don't know. I just I don't think she is. I hope that it's over. I think she's going to be like time next week. She's going to turn out to be an evil cockney. <laughs> um, I can't believe it, Brian. You've only gone and rambled me plans. That's your cockney accent. Well yeah, done. Thank you. Thanks, Dick. Um, huh? <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Oh. Um, right. I mean, we've been waffling up far too long for this. Um, last week's street talk was just so, so mega short, wasn't it? It was literally the wasn't shortest nice, one we've done since it's Curry moved to six episodes a week, I think. We just had nothing to say. But um, Made up for it this week. We did make up Should for it this week. Should we do some news? Yes, let's do some news. Okay, it's time for the cavern news time. And Gemma, I don't know how it's happened, but for for like the 10th year in the row, our invitation to the Coronation Street summer party has been lost in the post. I know it's got to go um, a long way to get down to Southampton from, from Manchester. I don't know, I don't know if you missed this, early. but I actually went. 
What? Yeah. That's where you were on, when was it? Wednesday night? Yeah, Tuesday I was there. Night? I can't even remember. I was just watching everybody in the corner. <laughs> so if you were there and you didn't see me, that's why. I was just staring at you. Yeah, so the Coronation Behind Street the Summer plant. Party, they had it at the Ivy Spinning Fields in oh. Manchester, don't you know? Well, I've week. been there before, so I don't even care. But there, there weren't quite so many Coronation Street people last time we went. Lovely opportunity to see some Cory stars out in the wild and, and get all the paps and see what their fashion is doing. So Yeah, um, we had some very nice outfits. Julie Gould, Michael's asked me to f- comment on the fashion. Gemma, this is this is like a tradition of the podcast. You say, "Ooh, fashion! Ooh, love what you're wearing," and then you give your amazing descriptions of the of the I do thingies, so that so, people that are listening that haven't seen pictures can imagine it. Right, so here we go. I'm gonna just talk about a few outfits. If I don't mention your name, Corey Stars, it's not because I hate your outfit. It's just because. There are a lot We've of got stuff and we, to do. We, we, we don't want to go through everybody. Now, Danny B, uh, who is our new best friend, our Corey best friend, oh, yeah, yeah. he plays Billy Mayhew. Mm. He, he was wearing white shorts and white trainers, which I thought was a great combination. I think it's an interesting combination of shorts and like shirt, shirt, uh, like it's suit like, jacket. Yeah, it's like business up top and party down below. <laughs> yeah, I think it really that's was. exactly what he was going and for. Lovely Julia Goulding was wearing a beautiful pair of hot pink trousers with a nice plunging halter net black top. There was an awful lot of pink, um, wasn't there, this year? Um, We've got a few lovely blue suits. Bill Fellows and William Roach look great. Martin Hancock, uh, again, white, nice. He's got a white jacket on. He's got like a Breton-style striped top and a pair of Adidas um, trainers. Martin Hancock looks like he's borrowed trainers from... Who else was it that was wearing these? I'm sure I saw someone else wearing something similar. Was it Billy... Well, it was oh, Billy it Dan Brock. No, they're different. Dan they're Dan different. Dan. Yeah, um, no, no. Martin looks quite nautical in his um, yeah, in his Breton striped top, like you said. Yeah, I love, um, I love that. Well Pierce, done. Claire Sweeney also hot in a pink. lovely hot pink outfit. Tina as well. O'Brien is wearing a very nice mini dress that looks a bit like a, a maze. This You've is got a, to solve. It's a sixties black and white kind of. It's black yeah. and white with like a pattern. It looks like if you get to the end, she buys you a drink. <laughs> Tanisha Gorey, lovely again. White and black was a great combo. She looks fab in that. And Ryan Prescott, also wearing a nice polo shirt. I bought you a polo shirt for your birthday, didn't I? I'm wearing it right now. It, nice maroon coloured polo shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, I liked Ryan Russell's. Um, it's very. It's a kind of a, a a patterned. It's kind of like pink and like a, pink? a darky but blue purple I, I'm going to say it's make a nice change to see Ryan Russell with some clothes on at the moment because if you follow him on Instagram there's, there's lots of pictures of Ryan Russell strutting about with with, with his top off yeah he's, he's been on holiday so oh, I think he must have him. come back specifically for this good for him oh yeah exactly get your top off <laughs> well, everyone you do it for why not um, Molly, Gallagher Molly Gallagher looks great Amazing. she looks like a vampire from 1995 she's got a <laughs> plastic well is it a leather I don't know um, trench coat with like a really cool dark brown fur trim and I don't know what the dress is it looks very short but she's got really nice big thick chunky boots a bit like Carla was wearing the other day do you remember yeah, when yeah, she was wearing yeah, those I big do. shoes I think she and looks a nice also she's got very, li- very like, lipstick cool red um, handbag very nice and classic yeah. we've got Colson Smith he's got a nice pair of um, black trainers on and a sort of what was it pale silver He's going a bit stubbly as well at the moment, is uh, is Colson in that picture. Um, I like um, Tony Maudsley. He's got a nice grey suit on with a a burgundy tie. 
Yeah. Uh, Sally Carmen, look at her. She looks what like, I'll tell you who she looks like. She looks like a character from Jet Set Radio going to a party. She, I know, I think she looks a bit like Uma Thurman. She there. looks so cool. She's got a pair of She looks of like she's coming from right at pink, Kill Bill. With pink tinted lenses. She likes those. She's she's worn tinted sunglasses Is before. Is that a Mulberry handbag awesome. you got there, Sally Carmen? Because it looks like it might be. Sally Carmen Dateen. Oh, I, yeah, I I'm sorry. You. And, yeah, she's got a really nice um, f- uh, white um, sundress with, like, a poofy sleeves. She looks great. She always looks that. fantastic. She always out, does. Out, out on these dudes. She, she scrubs up very nicely. And um, Oh, can I just what? give Harriet Bibby um, the, the award for best use of colour? She's wearing a really nice orange and hot pink combo she's got the same shoes on that she wore for the soap awards i think uh, like a hot pink pair of like satiny jeans a long orange jacket and an orange top i think she's wearing conversation street orange yes so this is a tribute to us as looks we great. interviewed her telly dad Dan i love this i love color like that it looks so cool we've also got oh, georgia taylor she looks so nice. I love this dress. Is this jumpsuit? I think it. Oh yeah, it's a jet jumpsuit. I think so. She's got Maybe. a really nice, um, hot, another hot pink but floral pattern with a bit of white on, in hot the background. Pink was the theme Alternate. this year? It looks like jumpsuit. nobody told William Roach. But... Fantastic, and Vinter Morgan wearing the customary, very light silver blue dapper jacket. Yeah. Good job. Great outfits, everyone. Uh, you haven't got a picture of Shanique Sterling Brown here, but there was one of her in. And oh yes. Well, I'm just going off party. what's I'm just going on what's on Manchester Evening News at the moment. But you're right. I think nice that Shanique outfit. was was nice and I think she was pink. This. So, yeah. I mean, out of all of those, I, I I know I'm slightly biased here, but I'm going to say that George Taylor is among my favourites. But yeah, Harriet Bibby, Always. very nice as well. And um, special shout out to Sally Carmen's glasses. But <sighs> they all look doing a good very job. Doing a good well job. done, everybody. You look gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And again, we will see you next year, I guess. Speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of people out in the town as well, um, there was an article in I think this was in the Manchester Evening News as well this week about Jenny McAlpine being spotted out in the world. What? For the first time. She didn't have no baby bump anymore, but you know, there's not been any official announcements yet. But yes, yeah, she went to go and see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the musical, which, oh, very which is playing up there at the moment. Yeah, so um, I don't know, maybe we'll hear some news. I hope from she's doing well because we all really I hope like she her. She and the family. Yeah, yeah, Jim McCallum. Me, fine, you, and the cat. We all really like her. Yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed that vivid Would description like from Gemma. To know what else is happening. I know what else is happening. Gareth Pierce then. has been doing some. He's been doing Gareth his Pierce, exercises, he and plays Todd. Todd. New evil Todd. Todd Todd Grimshaw, yes. He's been doing this thing called the SAS Fan Dance. What the hell is that? Well, well let me tell you. It's a 24-kilometre mountain race. I don't even... I, can I can't... It, it just makes exhaust me just to say. 24-kilometre really mountain easy. race. Up and down. Penny fan. What's his What's his time? I could do that. The highest peak <laughs> in South Wales. Um... <laughs> You could do the down bits. You, Easy. You just, you just do I a just bit of a launch roll, myself <laughs> downwards. <laughs> yeah, so he's been doing some charity work for Age UK. Um, and he says the original version is a proper military exercise. They got boots on, got the backpacks and weights. To I know all about it. Don't tell me about this, Garth. I did the Duke of Edinburgh Award and I got blisters all over the back of my feet from those walking boots. I know How what you mean. How much did you age for Age UK doing it? Um, I didn't even get my bloody award in the end because the woman who, the, the, the teacher who did our thing had a nervous breakdown. I wasn't involved. <laughs> really? It was my fault. Oh, she's doing all right now. I, and I, I, well, we had to go sailing and everything for that. It was a bronze award. You didn't get your award? I know That's and I can't now because to go marching up to school. 
Yeah, How yeah, can yeah. I get it? Yeah. Um, he says, the race I'm competing in lets me wear trail running shoes, but I still have to carry a pack of essential kit while I run. Quite fancy the full load-bearing version, but I do also recognise that I'm 42 now. No, don't say that. So we can do that in a couple of years, Gemma. We're just building up to it, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, Thought I should probably have a go at this one Good first. for you. Well this done. is really cool. I like it. I like hearing about people's feats of athleticism. Yeah, it's great. This sounds really... Corey charity stuff going on recently. mountain race now. Come on. I don't, I don't know even That's hard. how... I, I can't even contemplate that. At least it's that. up and then down. Yeah, I suppose so. It would be really cool if they like dropped you off in a helicopter at the top and then you had to run down <laughs> and then back up again. That'd be horrible. Um, what so would he's... be in your essential pack, Michael? My Switch, obviously. A Nintendo Switch. Um, and a little fold-up um, bike, electric bike. No, you can't. What, on a mountain? All right, a giant slingshot. To just load myself in there, yeah. No, I, I just wouldn't do it. My essential pack would <laughs> I just be um, do it. a Sherpa, I think, who might. You need a Sherpa a for, a, for a mountain in Wales. You don't know. You don't. You underestimate my level of fitness. I here. don't. I'm pretty bad. Anyway, well, he, he Gareth, yeah, he's he's doing great. He's got over two thousand pounds at the moment. Two thousand one hundred pounds. The last time I looked. Did we do that? We have not. No, we haven't we done anything do to this one. I know we should. Yeah. Thank you Congrats. to our patrons who are the ones who fill our coffers every month yes, with money to donate, funds. amongst other uses. Yeah. Now, finally this week, this is another Coronation Street, the tour plug, or sorry, Coronation Street experience. They've gone and updated their website this week. Now, I thought their it's website great. was okay, but this is a really kind of swish, swanky one now, isn't it? It's got little moving things and videos incorporated it into everything it looks, as well. It looks really good. I think it looks, I think it looks fantastic. Um, but I, and I noticed this the other day when they when they posted it about their Instagram. So I went around and I had a little look. And while I was there, I noticed what's going on with their star tours this month. And I tell you what, if you're going on the Coronation Street tour over the next couple of months, there's a high probability that you'll be going on a day where there's a star tour because they have got them coming out the wazoo. 22nd and 23rd of July. So next weekend, kicking off with some couple of star tours. Um, then the weekend after 29th of July and the 30th of July then they have a bit of a breather then we've got the next three weekends in August another two star tours first weekend of September so all in all we've got 12 Corrie celebrities coming and making a personal appearance well, it could at be, the star tour there could be some repeats but there are 12 star tours. I don't I, they probably aren't to be honest I don't I yeah I mean it I don't think we've had a repeat yet. No, I, don't, I think there have been a few repeats. Not oh. too many, though. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's get really yourself exciting. up there. It's you, really good fun. If, if you're going... If you get a chance. Yeah, try, try and do this. And I, how much I don't, tickets? The, the tickets are £45 for the Star Tours each. Yeah. The normal tickets are £35. So it's £10 pounds right? more. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. I, I checked. Um, so I, I honestly would say it's worth it. You might as well just bung in an extra tenner to go and get your photograph taken with someone. And if you do, make sure you send us the photos because I love to see it. We do. I think, I think that the last one that they did, um, because there's pictures of him on the website at the moment, was Andy Wyman, who plays Kirk. Um, yeah. And there's so no, yeah, no idea who else is coming up in the summer, but I'm looking forward to finding out because it's always interesting to say who who will, who is and who isn't willing to sign up for these things. So I know that there's some cast members who this is probably their idea of hell and the <laughs> fair play to them. I think it would be a little bit intimidating, wouldn't it? But well, some people absolutely love it. Yeah, some people and absolutely love it. So. Don't forget that when you go in there to meet the celebrity and um, you go and take, have your photo taken, if you say. I love Conversation Street, which is a Coronation Street podcast that you should also listen to. They will give you a £5 cost voucher to have hot chocolate afterwards. Absolutely not true, but it'd be nice. That's not true at all. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, that's about it for the they talk. They won't know what you're talking about, most of them. Some of them might do. 
Some of them might do. If you say I love Conversation Street and they go and they say what that pair of gets, then um punch them. Yeah, and let us know don't about do it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do any of what I just said. You shouldn't trust me. Don't punch them because you're in no, the police. You're in the police station when you meet them, aren't they? There They'll are chuck actually you in the cells. cells there. There yeah. are actually cells, and you would get detained because there is a security guard there. Security Dave. Security Dave will be he, on hand. He yeah. poke you with a stick and put you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and then while you're in jail, keep on poking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that we have got no plans to go up to Manchester over the next two months. You never know what's going to happen, but there are absolutely no plans. Um, but you never know. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Probably not. But um, if you are, let us know. Hope you have a lovely time. I don't know if you've like got one of the morning tickets, whether you can upgrade to an afternoon one. I it might be... You've got to book it in advance and they get booked up really quick. Yeah, but the, these if ones are, there go, are tickets for these still available. Book them, book them. Book them now if you want to go. Mm. Right, I think that's, that's it. it. That's it for news. Fashion, tours and hiking up mountains. Now it's time for some feedback. Okay, let's get some feedback done before we end this episode. And last week's Coronation Street scored 3.27 out of 5 on our Facebook group. So not too bad. I think we went lower. Um, Chad gave it three pill-popping toddlers yeah. out of five. Uh, Caitlin, I liked. Three ladies in chit-chat being abducted by aliens. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I think that was a good one. And Judith, three lovely smells coming from Dr. Gaddas oh. out of five. Thanks, everybody that voted. Um... Keep I on bet, doing it. I bet she's got a fart right group. A fart right group. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a medical thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so we we I was so we just had a tea break um, in the, in between recording the last section. I looked, went on our Facebook group and there was an interesting post by oh. Jack that I want to read out only because it correlates Is a bit with what we yeah yeah it's from when? it's from an hour ago. Oh, okay. It correlates with what we were saying about today's episode. Um, tonight's episode had so many amazing elements that should have made it brilliant to watch, yet it felt so flat. I'm not sure if it's the writing or direction. But it was very one note and a bit stilted. Exciting and interesting things are happening, mm. but it all comes across as one dimensional. A conflab between the Barlows and the Platts should have been amazing and had so much potential, yeah. and there were glimpses of humour, but it couldn't quite pull it off. Nope. We want characters bitching and sniping each other, that's what in laws do. And all those brilliant characters, and yet no standout lines or moments. Yeah, that's true. I, I still, I mean, I, I like Tracy with the books, but it was no, you know classic you're right it was it, it, flat it, flat is exactly right i mean that's that's the adjective that I should used have to just been it. one of many zingers yeah exactly the kidnap of toya should be so tense but again it just sort of felt a bit silly and dull how the drama just isn't dramatic i like the idea of rd and amy but again it wasn't sparking anything and it came out of nowhere it's all very paint my numbers instead of feeling like a natural progression of elements and motives very true. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And so it's the same with the kidnap. I, I'm kind of looking at this and saying, Toya and Spider haven't done anything for months. And then first thing that they do when they come back is one of them gets kidnapped. It's like, where's where's the build-up to that? Um, back to this. Where's Arabella Weir? We need her back. Mm. And she needs to invite Gail and Sally to her next candlelit supper too. I like Gemma and Beth making up. They could be a fantastic double act, but I feel that all we were that's all we were going to get. The scene only served to get Beth in the pub and back with Kirk. Also, whilst I'm here, I think there was a big missed opportunity to have had homeless Kirk end up living with Craig, two men who've lost Ah. their ladies and become a flat-sharing odd couple. Lots of potential humour, with one of them becoming a depressed slob and dragging each other down. Late-night drinking leads to late for work, etc. I thought she was... uh, Who was this? this? Uh, Jack. Jack. I thought Jack was going to say late-night drinking leads to... 
they discover something new about themselves. <laughs> well, they did. I mean, Kirk's done the pretend to be gay um, with, with Les all those years well, ago, hasn't he? Well, it would certainly be a proper soapy dilemma, wouldn't it? Mm. Going out with your mum's boyfriend. Yeah. Um, is Craig still not talking to his mum because she didn't tell him about Jackson at the hotel? The whole scene just needs a more solid and consistent direction to go in. It's so disjointed and disparate sometimes that you can't keep up with all the random bits of drama with characters mm. who don't feel real. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, so I'm glad that I'm not the only one that was a bit a bit down on today's episode. It f- flat is all I can describe yeah. it as. I, I, I don't know what it was. I mean, in the, just looking at the comments here, cause, like, as I said, this is on our Facebook group. Caroline said, when Toya was in the van, I just didn't care. This is what I was saying. Like, I, I, this is what I thought would happen. <laughs> and, and I felt it as well. Oh, it's like, I'm not involved in this. Getting kidnapped. Yeah, okay. Um... And, and, and Jack has said, yeah, we haven't seen her or Spider for weeks. They don't give characters scenes unless something wildly unlikely oh, yeah, is happening to them. Um, anyway, so that's yeah. it. That's it. So, um, well, that's it for that anyway. Gemma, would you like to read George's um, email here? Yes, you would. Of course you would. But I've just, I can't. You've I've just, just zoomed in too everything. much and you can't read it. Now, there you go. Right. George says, I'm absolutely 100% certain the baby is not Adam's. The moment Sarah told him as she refused to show him the letter when he asked and then at the end of Wednesday he's ripped it up trying to make us all still guess whose it is which is pointless as Monday's death gets scared as Damon's is probably going to come back at some point. Monday's... I, I, I completely agree that I don't think there were very many people watching Monday's episode thinking, oh, could this be Damon? But I don't know. I still, I still thought the death scare was an interesting hook to to hang those various scenes on. Yeah, it was a good idea, but Corey needs to take more risks and be more uh, heartless with some of the characters because, like you know, you're saying, uh, like George is saying here, and we know it wasn't going to be Damon who died because Corey just doesn't do that to the characters. Mm. You know, not really. There's too much storyline potential in him being alive. Kill yeah. him off de- later down the line, but if they're killing him off at this point, right, then yeah. that takes away yeah. an awful lot of what the storyline could then go on to be. There's definitely something to be said for preserving potential storylines, and the, and you don't want it to end up a bit like Game of Thrones, where they, whoa, we're going to subvert your expectations, and they just do something crazy that. This week, Ken Barlow's dead. Yeah. There's got to be a balance, but there's no peril, is there, like we said before. George says, I knew Lauren was up to no good, and I think she's going to get Max to get her father out of jail. I don't think he'll refuse, as he seems to have trouble in finding a backbone. But at the same time, I do feel sorry for Sabrina. I forgot to say, this this email of George's came through before tonight's episode, so that was okay. his prediction about what's going to happen with, uh, with, with Reese. My wickedness smiled at the possibility of Henry coming back, but it lasted 10 seconds when I started thinking, oh no, it's going to be another affair story. <laughs> also, like I was saying. I mean, when is, what is Curry's obsession with splitting up couples? We may as well not have any wedding storylines, as the marriages only last five minutes. Yeah, I mean, I've said that in the past as well. Every time that there's a wedding on Coronation Street, in the back of your head, you shouldn't be thinking, how's this couple going to split up? How long is this going to last? Are we talking about months or years here, you know? But it's not like... Yeah, I know, but you're making it sound as though that's different from how it used to be when it isn't. It it, it is. Back back in the day, couples stayed together for a lot longer. Decades. Right, no, I think... I think you're looking at this with a bit of rose-tinted glasses because 
I think there were some very high profile established characters that remained married. But even they, you know, you've got um, Hilda and Stan, you know, Stan died. You've got Vera and Jack, and they both died. Yeah. Um, who else can you. Loads of. Basically, if you were. If you wanted Annie, to. Yeah, Jack and Annie, and. Um... Many, many more. I like. don't think that... I think you are... And my other point is, that I'm going to make here, is that those characters were married before they came in the show. I know. That, that and I think that's a really a important point to make, and that's why I've got a lot of hope for Aggie and Ed. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I think if you get married on the show, you might as well just get your divorce papers written up. Well, don't tell Spider and Toya this if they're arranging their uh, their nuptials. Mm-hmm. Right, um, Rebecca's feedback from last week. Unlike last week, this one wasn't the best. However, I did love the scene where Billy confronted Paul. Dan Brockerbank was amazing there. Paul definitely deserved that telling off from Billy. <laughs> yeah, this this week's been completely Paul light, hasn't it? He appeared in that scene with with Gemma at the precinct, but there's been a nice bit of respite from the misery there. I mean, although it's not all been misery. Um, so maybe maybe next week they'll come back. Um, however, I do hope it's made them get closer. I thought Daisy might have brought up Tom, especially with the young boys being left alone, a.k.a. her and Tom and Gemma and Bertie. Very good point. However, that might be brought up this week. No. It was definitely Beth who snitched on Gemma, however, not Daniel. Um, Stephen, stay away from Susan Gaddas. <laughs> Secondly, great to see Gabrielle. Now, can Stephen kill her, please? She's made another appearance. I'm thinking maybe Super Soap Week for Elaine and Stephen's wedding, although the note Stephen was copying was definitely a suicide note for Elaine whenever he does kill her. Do you think that he's going to keep hold of this suicide note until Super Soap Week? I'm thinking if Elaine is going to go, it feels like it's it's imminent to me. It's Super Soap Week October. Yeah, September October time. Oh. I think that's too long. Uncle Stephen lives forever. He's not saying that he's gonna die there. No, I know. He's but saying he's... killing off Elaine there. I know, but he's gonna it's gonna hasten his exit. <laughs> also, Stephen's plan to pull Elaine away from Tim seems to be working. Yeah, good. I quite like Rose and Ryan. So even though Ryan thought wrongly that Rose was pretending to be nice, I'm sure they can work around that. However, I'm kind of glad that the Ryan part of the story seems to have been put on ice for a while, what with Ryan going to visit Michelle in Ireland. Now, I did feel sorry for him, though, especially with that bitchy mum was being mean to him. The kids wasn't scared of him, so why should she bother? I'm glad Leanne gave her a tongue lashing. I really don't understand, though, the Yasmin and Roy jealousy coming from Stu. Yeah, that one was completely absent this week, wasn't it? Stu feeling like he's being gooseberried and the, the third wheel and everything. I'm not, not that I'm complaining about that, but my, that, that was put last week to make me think it's going to be maybe joined up again this week, but it wasn't. My main question is, how is Stu coping with all of the um, troubles that he was having with getting her, getting his gang kid to school well yeah exactly that was a great story <laughs> um i do enjoy the robers pub quiz though whenever it's mentioned and also love jenny being the hostess i also love nina making hope her own playlist to keep her quiet but i could also see hope turning into a mini goth and looking up to nina can you imagine that Yes, I can. That would be amazing. <laughs> Finally, expecting the Sarah and Adam drama to pick up more this week. I'm still betting that Damon is the father. Character of the week was Billy, due to that scene in Wednesday's episode, and I'll give the week three times Leanne pimped Ryan out for wine out of five. 
And finally, Gemma, we have got Nancy's email. Of course we do. Over to you. She says, The Paul storyline continued to test and challenge the Winter Brown family this week. The chilli contest was hilarious with Dev and Shona and the religion versus crystal debate tested Paul's patience. I loved how Bernie locked the door in the Ravers and took the money from Zach before he left. Gemma, Bernie and Billy revealed their honest feelings to Paul and he needed to hear that. Gemma is too proud to ask for help. I'm hoping that social services gives her the help she needs. No, Nancy. They're gonna fine her. Good job, everybody. At least she at least she wasn't too proud to ask Henry for help. Or the food bank. Yes. Who's she too proud to ask for help for then? Chesney, it seems like. <laughs> See anyone who's not bloody doing anything. Um, Nancy says, "I love Gabrielle." Stephen took a risk getting her involved, though. How will Stephen's plan work? It looks like Elaine. If it looks like Elaine committed suicide, can Stephen get the insurance money? Probably. Mm. I don't know these the legal side of things. But... I hope he's read the small print. <laughs> I feel like Ryan needs to go away. Do you think there's a bit on the small print that says, if you murder your spouse and make it look like it was suicide, we're not paying up, sorry about that. It's a, there's a little line that says, if you're a soap character, I'm afraid it's double premium. <laughs> Nancy says, I feel Ryan needs to go away to gain some perspective about himself. He needs to get some counselling to build his self-confidence. I love the Rovers quiz and Roy's team picking up the trophy. Jenny was a wonderful host. It helped strengthen Stu and Yasmin's relationship. I don't know if it did. I think it. I think it brought up some. What's the word? It's, so it's brought up a few underlying feelings. Yeah, exactly. They they went back and and they had a bit of a makeup kiss, didn't they? But I don't think that the idea has completely left Stu's head that no. he doesn't really fit in with her crowd. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Um, Nancy says, "I feel Adam is so uptight. He's not thinking straight." After the DNA test results, Sarah and Adam will need marriage counselling. I feel it would be Damon's baby. I give this week's episode three Carolina Reaper hot red hot peppers out of five, and the character of the week is Bernie. Well, there we go. Thank you, Nancy. I don't think I've seen anybody thinking it's going to be um, Adam's. Adam's baby. Adam's Although I think, like I said earlier, maybe it would be neater if it did end up being him. But we go through a period of being told it's Adam's. Uh, sorry, it's being told it's Damon's. I don't know. I, have to wait I like and see. it. I really like this. Hmm. Good job, Corey. Turning what was a very humdrum proposal. type of story. Mm. Yeah. Right. That is. That goes it. to show Done you that no, you. It's not. No, I just want to say this. Adam and Sarah storyline does prove to me that you really can make a cat an interesting story, even though it's been told a million times before. Even if the characters aren't even that ones that you like that much, there's just something magical. They've just done it really, just done it right this time. Mm. I, I I do really really like Sarah Louise, but the 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 problem that I would have had on paper is the couple that they've chosen. I didn't care at all about. No, I know. See, if we were in the writers' room and they were pitching all these ideas and we were the producer, well, I would have gone no, no, next. <laughs> Missed out on all of this. It just goes to show you that you can't prejudge some of these some mm. of these ideas some yeah. of them really work so well yeah and it, and it's you know it's the right it's the writing it's the acting it's the direction all work really well and then sometimes you like today you get something where the ingredients seem completely perfect and they just don't work yeah it's strange yeah. It's, it's you know that's life isn't it yeah. isn't that life everybody so we are done thank you everybody for listening past the three hour mark this time it feels like we've got a substantial is offering for you got this weekend everything in it? yeah yeah this pile is, is everything ah. um so we we are gonna go um we will be back next week i've got no idea what a bonus podcast is gonna be but i'm gonna have to put something together as far as i know we've not got another interview 
Um, so uh, it might just be a, like a small scale character profile bonus. or something, unless I come with, with a better no, idea. The bonus episode this week is is going to be every time they used the Kirby sound effect. No, it's not. Incarnation um, Street we, and how that fits into the plot and whether it given is given anybody a secret message. No, that's not true. Because I think if you add it all together, also it does I think we might be doing our Patreon episode this weekend as well. Um, so Which is also maybe look out for that. Our top five Pac-Man moment. No, it's not. Shut up. Top five moment. Top five times Max wore his Pac-Man jumper. Right. If you would like to get in touch with us, our email address is conversationstreet at gmail.com. So bung us an email. Let us know what you thought about Coronation Street or tell us about the podcast, what you're enjoying about it. Do you like the quiz at the beginning? What you did you think about the like bonus it. stuff? You can say whatever you fancy. Um, but that is our email address there. Always looking forward to getting those. Send us a voicemail. Another request for voicemails. Save Gemma some time. Make a quiz up for me for one week. She'd love that. Um, we are at conversationstreet.podbean.com if you want to go to our blog. Um, don't forget while you are in your browser to check out Coronation Street Experience's new website if you've not seen it yet. It's quite good. Um, we are on iTunes. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, Spotify. Facebook. YouTube. Patreon. All over the place. Uh, but I'm sure you know that anyway if you've been holding out on this episode to the very end. You hardcore Conversation Street nuts you. Gemma. Gemma's got her head buried in this quid book at the moment. I've you find down any good ones? Do you want to just end the episode on, with a quiz? I think you might be able to get. Go on then. This is called The Last Decade. So just to remind <laughs> you. This <laughs> so is this published is about the in 80s. 1990. Yeah. Which street actress was voted Britain's fourth most popular person behind the Queen, the Queen Mother and Princess Diana? Hilda Ogden. Hilda Ogden. Which actress was voted? Which actress? Jean Alexander. Yes. Yeah. All dead nice. now. All dead. And that's why this country's gone to pop. <laughs> Any final words for the uh, podcast this <laughs> week, Gemma? Um, wash your socks. Well, In you, pairs. You've you got a strange, like, highly, um, more than you would expect, number of feet related Are advices. They? I tell you what Whenever it is. Whenever I say give us a, a yeah. final word, you always come up with something weird about your feet. It's because you ask me and I look around the room and then I look down and I can see my feet. Nice. Not that fat, am I? I can see my feet. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See you next what, week. What advice have you got to give then? I don't have any. I think your advice would be make sure. Listen check. to your wife. Yeah, check who um, you're married before. Know you do where it. your food's coming from and um, offer. No. Just don't do offer. the work around the house, but don't, don't make ever. a big deal of it and don't, whatever you do, tell them that you're helping them. Don't ever help. Just do it and don't ask what needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. <laughs>